What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Scrap Time. We're here post-Major 5. It was fun times in Toronto, as always. I'm making Crowder crack over here. That's my co-host, Coach. He's won uh, quite a bit. Ring is a player. Ring is a coach. He's got it all. And we're joined by a very special guest today, member of the New York Subliners, uh, team that won Major 5. Chris is one of Chris's many sons. Uh, Preston, aka Priesta. Preston, how are you doing today? Aka Threesta. Uh, Threesta. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm doing good, man. Uh, I went to the chiropractor. You know, I'm feeling nice. Uh, had some drinks last night, so I'm a little under the weather from that. But you know, I'm feeling good though. When did you guys fly back from Toronto? Did you fly back yesterday? Uh, yeah, yeah, we flew back yesterday. We stayed extra day. Uh, just kind of vibed with the squad. What'd you guys? What'd you guys do on Monday in Toronto? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I know they had initial plans to do a bunch of stuff, but I think it kind of fell through. So we kind of just. Went with the flow, did whatever. We went to the mall, um, and then after that, we went to the movie theater. We walked around a lot, just kind of like saw a bunch of stuff like downtown, and then um, ate food and kind of just chilled. Yeah, Toronto's a dope city, bro. There's so much to do. Yeah, dude, Toronto's super nice. That was, Every that's time a good I go call there, staying, like, yeah. yeah, that's a good call staying an extra day. The city's. Dope. I think uh, you know when when we when I seen the event calendar, this is like October, November. It's like okay, here's the teams and the events they're going to host and the dates approximately. I was like, I saw immediately Toronto event again, uh, end of March, end of May, early June. I'm like, this this is going to be an A plus event again. You know, we had gone last year and had a good time. Uh, and I, I'm curious to to you and maybe pressing you go first. Like thoughts on the crowd, thoughts on the event, maybe compared to last year, the events this year. Like, you know, what were your thoughts? Um, honestly, I can't like recall the bands from last year that much, but I know this year they're going they're going pretty crazy out there. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I know. Even for us, like, we had a, quite a few people up front, like, going crazy for us. I mean, after Toronto lost, obviously, like, more fans started rooting for us. But even before then, like, playing against Toronto, like, their crowd is pretty good out there. Yeah, Chris, what were, you, what were your thoughts? I know you were mostly Listen, backstage. But... The only thing I didn't understand about the fans, I thought the fans were sick. Like, the, the, I, I, didn't get to ex- I didn't get to experience Toronto last year because I got food poisoning and died. <laughs> but oh yeah it's true <laughs> you forgot about I, I, dude i got food poisoning twice because i got food poisoning after but at least i got home this time before you but, might need to bring like brunt br- breakfast lunch and dinner to toronto yeah dude time. i, I don't know toronto's got it out for me but i'm two for yeah, two a few people got a few people got food poisoning out there huh <clears throat> yeah toronto. so i don't know what happened but at least i got to experience the event this time but this time the fans like the i feel like that arena is like the perfect size for an event i feel like it's like the perfect size for an event i think the fans are really cool I think everyone that we met was really dope. Like, the whole entire atmosphere was sick. They obviously had Toronto's back, which was cool to see, too. Like, they're obviously super hyped for Toronto and their home team. The only thing that I didn't understand, Toronto and Minnesota are are rivals, right? Isn't that the whole yeah. thing? Yeah. Bro, when we played Minnesota, like, bro, when we played Minnesota, everyone, like, I, I don't get me wrong. I understand. We're not, we're not, we, everyone hates us. Whatever. That's fucking hilarious. But, like... <laughs> How like bro? How can you root for the Minnesota? Like I, they, it's like at least yeah, boo us both. Wait, yeah. At least boo us both. You know what I mean, bro? I when we when they, when Minnesota got cheered by Toronto Ultra fans, and we walked up there and got booed, I I've never found anything more funny in my entire life. I was like, what the fuck? That's like literally like if like they Yankees fans were rooting for Boston. You know what I mean? Like that makes no sense to me. Like like their actual I don't know. That shit made no yeah. fucking sense. But uh, it's, like, yeah, it's like if it's like if Yankees fan rooted for Boston because Boston was playing like the Astros. Yeah, I was just like, bro, like 
there's no shot. But regardless, the fans are fucking awesome. The atmosphere in the in the whole entire place was really fucking cool. I thought they did a really good job with their event and everything, so I thought it was sick. I had two people in my chat say it's probably because uh, Banson Cammy were on the team yeah, former Toronto Ultra players. No, I know. I was just I was, yeah. I'm just being a dick anyway. Obviously, I understand why. It was just funny to me that like I feel like it was just so weird hearing them cheer for Minnesota in the Toronto building. Like that was just so what? weird to me. Well, you like, guys spent, like the last four years trying to act like that was their rival. <laughs> well, they've been they've been trying every time they. I don't think Minnesota's taken many off them other than the major five. No, they, it's, it's not. A, it's not a real, right, It hasn't been a rival. On the right side of that one, Preston yeah. was part of that one. Yep. <laughs> oh, for it. Oh, for comeback. Yeah, it uh, hasn't but, been much of a rivalry to be honest. Yeah, I know Toronto's kind of yeah. had their number, but still. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, I I thought I thought the crowd was good. No, I it mean, was amazing. Just, yeah. The venue is, I agree with you. The venue is the perfect size for these events. It's not like a super large, like twenty thousand seater arena. Mm -hmm. It's in a perfect part of town. Uh, I thought the crowd was really good, especially you know Thursdays at events are always gonna be light. Like people have jobs, school, yeah. whatever. Um, but the crowd started really fill out on Friday, and then the weekend it was really once people actually got there in the morning, like it was packed pretty much. Uh, all day the there's a lot of stuff going on the concourse we had a really good flank setup yeah your setup was sick your yeah. setup was really cool. the ultra team for for that they were great hosts and i like, i will say like i didn't realize how many people were actually like watching until because like i like walk up like obviously i walk out on stage but like i'm kind of just like looking out into nowhere you know what i mean and then like i sit yeah. down and then like randomly i like look up i'm like damn there's actually a lot of fucking people it was packed <laughs> yeah it was packed it was super packed dude there was a lot there was a good amount of people that whole place was filled yeah and it's like the perfect no, building cool. because like it was like an arena but it's not like you know i mean Preston, you you probably know like there's just sometimes where like arenas are just too big where is it like yeah. if it's not filled if it's not filled out it just looks stupid you know what i mean yeah it does yeah like, it just feels weird it just feels like weird it feels like even though there's a good amount of people there it feels so empty and that's a kind of like a weird mm. feeling too i feel like the toronto arena was like Pretty big, but not it. yeah. It was not too big. Like it was able to fill out, and like the energy in there was really cool. I thought it was. I thought that entire that's like the perfect ideal event. Even the back rooms and stuff, like for the PPAs and stuff, were all awesome. You know, like everyone had space in the back too, which is kind of rare. And I understand why that's rare, but still, like everyone had their own space and stuff. So I thought it was pretty dope. <laughs> they got rid of a lot of. Do you think that the hockey smell was better this event? I locked in a couple of PPAs last year. Was still a little a little sweaty. I feel like this year is a little bit better. Oh. Uh, I, I, I didn't you probably remember. don't remember no, the, i don't remember last year's smell i know the well, they, smell. they put us upstairs this time because we were oh uh, you were up last, there last, yeah, yeah last mm -hmm. time i was in toronto i was in those but uh they switched us down there like the last day yeah i saw you guys uh, you guys got put next to us right and yeah. I, I was like what the fuck they must have moved everybody yeah yeah because yeah, i think they just cleared out uh like the top uh part where everyone was yeah, but, but i remember last year though like in toronto like i swear the main stage was like cold and like it was freezing up there and then this time it was like Bro, incredibly it hot. hot it was hot up there dude like that was probably the hottest main stage i've ever played on so i don't know what they switched or how how that works but yeah that's, Bro, i remember I it being freezing last time I, I know last year so last year's show was really i'll say from production it was really hard because they had a hockey tournament the weekend before and so they had to melt the ice prior to last year's tournament and that caused a very difficult production schedule and that was probably why the building was so cold yeah i assume they can't like it's a much harder process to turn off like the under floor coolers and all that, but I think they had more lead up time for this one. That's probably why it was like a little bit warmer. It was also like pretty last year outside. It was pretty cold last year. Like it rained a bunch of times. It was like weather was perfect this year outside. It was very warm. Nah, it was. So I wonder if that contributed to it. 
Would Preston, would you rather it hot or cold as a player? Um, I usually say hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, I don't know, dude. That was insanely hot for me. Like, no, it, it like was, was bad. Dying. It was brutal, dude. Because <laughs> even as a coach, I'd stand up there in a t-shirt, you know, like just regular t-shirt yeah. and jeans, and I was, I was sweating. And no, I'm not dude, even playing. A, dude, you know? I had a shirt on under my jersey. Oh, well, at first, okay, so, so at first, because like on our, in our other matches, like I was wearing a hoodie because like mm-hmm. I just wear a hoodie. Like I like wearing hoodies when I play and I had my jersey over it. And then like literally the first match of, I think, Sunday, uh, or I forget when it was, but I took off my hoodie. I was like, dude, it's too hot up here. And then like we lost a map and I was like sweating. So I took off my shirt underneath my shirt. Dude, I was like doing everything. I asked for <laughs> cold water. I was like, yo, could someone get me freezing cold water right now, bro? Like my body temps are way too hot right now. That's what MC does. MC has like the, the monster can. That's what that, yeah. like, I, yeah. I think through it, through the final alone, I think he went through like three or four monster cans. Like, because like it was like the cans kept getting warm. So like yeah. I had to go get him like a fresh new monster can just for him to hold. That's what he, that's what like what he does. He go and he was like yeah, going really? back and forth. Yeah, I, I was wondering why he was gripping. Like they yeah. they caught him on camera like trying to cool his hands. So yeah, like, that's oh, what he does. He, he holds on to it. He does that and like he, while he's on the hard point. He literally just like hold he, the fucking can while he's just chilling. Yeah. He, likes his, hard point. he likes it. He likes his hands like cold when he plays. Yeah, yeah. Like well, like not. I guess not as like fucking super warm. They like mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, so yeah. He tries to cool himself down. MC yeah. also be Mister Hoodie on stage. So yeah, he wears hoodie on too. And it, yeah, yeah, having a hoodie on that stage was brutal. <laughs> they had the oh, Did he have a hoodie on throughout the entire finals? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he always dude, does. That's respectable because I felt like I was dying. Yeah, I did. No, I don't know how he does that shit. That's crazy. That's why. <laughs> that's probably why he didn't go through so many mountain monster cans, bro. He was fucking dude. He was probably brewing heat, dude. Well, let's uh, let's move on. Hmm. Uh, we're gonna start talking a little bit about the event, and obviously, Preston. We're gonna start with you. Um, you guys, crazy final. You guys made a. Crazy loses bracket rent this event, culminating in being Chris's team in the last map. Uh, the way I want to frame the question is this: like, you guys obviously won major one, start off the year great, win in New Year's, and then since then it's been like super up and down. You guys have had some highs, had some real low lows. Yep, it's been kind of a mix of everything. A lot of people kind of coming into this major obviously didn't have you guys as heavy favorites. You guys are quality, solid, qualified for champs. Um, and so I think there were a number of people, not including myself in this, because I'd read you guys highlighting this, but I didn't put you as like a, uh, you know, favorites for this event. There were people like counting you out. Like, so how does it feel with that perspective? Like, does it make this victory sweeter or does that stuff like kind of irrelevant to you? Honestly, it's pretty irrelevant. Like even after winning the event, it was like nice, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It, it was a different feeling for Major One. Major One was like super. We were like super hyped. This tournament, we were kind of just like we were obviously hyped. We won, but it's like right before champs, so we want to make sure like we don't like get complacent or like fall off a bit. Uh, and honestly, like looking at it, like from our perspective, after Major One, we had Major Two where we had uh, the flights like being all fucked up for us, so we were at an airport for like obviously like that's. I'm not trying to make an excuse, but it does make it harder. We had like no practice going into that tournament, like at, at uh, like at the LAN. And then Major 3, I would say that was probably our most underprepared um, tournament we went to. So Major 3, definitely take it out. And then Major 4, I mean, dude, the match we lost against Faze was insane. Nah, so you like... beat us there, bro. I said that. <laughs> I, I, I even said Your that Chris shit. Chris is adamant that you guys won. Yeah. Bro, like, so, like, Major t- like major 2, like, we got thrown off from fights. Major 3, like, I, I would, like, say at Major 3, probably probably weren't prepared for that. And then Major 4 was an insane tournament for us. And so we kind of had, like, a lot of confidence still going into it, like, into Major 5, like, knowing we could win. Yeah. I think uh, this kind of ties in uh, two questions. I'm gonna I'm gonna package them. 
One's a serious question, one's a haha funny, but they're basically the same question. Yeah. I, I had original, so I tweeted out, obviously you saw you retweet it. I had a couple questions, and one was from Sarah. I was like, it's your favorite team based on result in Cam, and I think this maybe speaks to it, because there's another question I got from Troy Sender, aka on a scale from <laughs> 1 to 10, how much do you love me? So it's a package question, like, like, do you think that the chemistry on this team, sort of where you guys are mentally, sort of the camaraderie has kind of helped you guys battle through this and kind of peak at the end of the season? Dude, Troy's my fucking guy, dude. No, I love this. Dude, honestly, this team's this team's dope, bro. Cause we all just fuck around all the time and just have fun. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, times get serious. Like, we'll, like we'll be yelling sometimes at each other, doing whatever. Like that happens. But for the most part, I mean, man, like we just we just have fun and we grind and we just go in confident. And I don't know. This team's been really good year this year. Yeah, I feel you guys on that. I mean, it's been fun to root for you guys. Uh, it did be annoying when. I see, I see kids join my chat in the mornings. So I'm like, here comes the rest of the New York crew. They're all sitting there in a fucking, fucking circle, just <laughs> laughing in between each other. Like, dude, it's not. Nah, yeah, no, nah, it's hilarious, bro. Because we're all in the scrim, like we're all in the office, and we're just like bored. So we're just like, yeah, let's go fuck with people. <laughs> like, so we just go in people's chats and just type in there. I don't know. It's fun. But I think it speaks towards like you know, um, kind of different team environments, and that you guys, you know, through the thick and thin, have kind of kept that. Uh, together Paco talked a little about it he did an interview on the breakdown aired yesterday about the, the thing so I just kind of wanted to follow oh, up yeah. on that um and I, I I think in this sort of my question to you is like I think since you've been playing for a long time and I think you alluded to it obviously this event was great but you guys have an eye on champs and that's sort of still something you're chasing so speak to that a little you know, deeper, obviously you talked about it a little bit earlier, but like, you know, how you guys feel, what lessons or things you need to work on going to champs still to be able to lift that trophy? Yeah. I mean, obviously we have things to work on. We're not perfect. Um, just be consistent going into it and just keep working as hard as we have been. Cause we've been putting in a lot of, a lot of extra hours in, I would say. Um, and I mean, dude, I didn't qualify for champs last year, so I'm back <laughs> and, uh, I've been super close to winning champs multiple times. So I'm definitely going to be going hard as fuck this year. Yeah, I feel I feel on that. You guys are gonna have a, a a solid good seed and you're on that bottom side bracket. We'll talk about that uh in a second. I got one more question. This is actually to both of you. So I'm gonna actually start with Chris, because I want to get Chris in this question. <coughs> um this is from uh Checks on Twitter. Best and worst part about playing on main stage, Chris, when you were a player, what was the best and worst part? Uh, uh there is no bad part. What? Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. yeah no, that, that's, that's a fair answer to the question. What's I'm just the, saying if there's, there's any. Yeah, it's a, it's a legit question. There's, I feel like there's no bad part about playing on main stage. I feel like that's the only place you want to play. I feel like if you play on anything that's not the main stage, it fucking sucks, to be honest. Like, any kind of side station is always ass. I feel like the best part about playing on main stage is, like. I mean, I feel like for a final. It's like before the game starts, like Preston, like what you said, and like you kind of actually like look out into the crowd type thing, and like you see like how many people are there and like the environment yeah. and shit. I feel like that shit's like always really cool, like no matter what, like what it is. And then like percent on main stage and just in general, just like the energy. So I feel like the energy of any map ending, especially obviously when you're on the winning side of a map, and like the energy of just people going fucking crazy and just all that stuff, like. The lights, like when the lights dim, like Kismet's in the chat, he said, like pregame those lights be beaming. Like, dude, like there's nothing better when the lights dim when the like the first map's about to start and like you know it goes quiet for a second. Like, I don't know. I feel like the energy of a main, like the main stage, is probably the best part about anything. And then, yeah, I don't really think there's a bad part about no, playing. Really that. Yeah, I was like, I, I feel like there's the only no... thing that was 
I will say the one thing at this event was the stage was shaking. <laughs> was it? The main stage was shaking. Yeah, like when like, people would walk around, like you would sit there and be like wobbling. Oh, yeah. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, that's, but, I mean, that's happened before. But I mean, when, start, when the game started, though, it was fine. But Yeah, that's, yeah, out, of, yeah, that's I, out of your... That's out of your like thought yeah. process. Once the game starts, yeah. you like lock in. Yeah, it, I think it's because the stage is so high in that venue. Mm -hmm. Like it's just it's like the, how the way it gets distributed, it's just a little bit wobbly. Bro, like it's not as steep. Yeah, they dude, were, dude, dude, getting off the stage. Those last stairs year. were steep. Even in the dugout, too. The same thing. Those are some <laughs> deep stairs, bro. Like that was crazy. Surprised no one fell. <laughs> well, dude, it was the same stair issue last year. Was it same, basically the same stage? Yeah. yeah, it was the same stage height, I think, or, or close to it. And the stairs were like <laughs> Troy on a ramp. Sender said he busted his ass. <laughs> did he actually? I don't know. Did he? Did you actually? <laughs> There's no way. There's no chance, bro. bro <laughs> There's dude, no if way you he busted, just let that slip. He said, "Oh, I did." Bro, oh, I, dude, that had to hurt. Those were those were steep ass stairs, bro. That 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 had to be like dangerous. So Troy just fell and didn't tell anyone who's. No, like, he kept it moving, bro. He fell and recovered. He's like, "No one saw that. We're good." He said I was sprinting up. Oh, you fell up the stairs. Okay, at least you at least you fell up the stairs, bro. Falling down had to be miserable. Uh, I got a I got a, a fun question for you, Chris. This is my last like, and then we'll get into Chris's stuff, and then we'll talk more champ stuff. Again, and this this is what someone asked me this on Twitter, but I also had this written down as a question. It's like you finished up this series really well. I think the last couple of maps you were frying, but you did have one map in the series where you got Kentucky fried. Um, I think Tommy Zuma was pretty happy because you you kind of beat <laughs> his like worst KD in the map situation. Oh boy, you Tommy, got, I got him. Yeah, but you had a tough one on sort of Expo control. Me dropping a handful of kills. Like what was going Wait, through your what head? What was his KD? Map? You played bad. Well, how how bad did you play? I went I went three and nineteen. I don't know what really. What was uh, dude? I, I I I honestly didn't even notice to be honest. I, had dude, no I don't idea. think I even played. I, I didn't even play, so I didn't notice either. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's all good. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Nah, Wait, what but was like, the question though? No, nah, but my question to you is like, like how, like what was going through your head? Obviously, you guys had lost the map, so Wait, in general, Chad, I actually had no idea. You guys got fried, but I like, had actually no like clue. what, like what was going through your head though? You were able to sort of like I never deep throughout that series shit. and kind of ease in and obviously finish really strong, especially with I'm the -map watcher, last yeah. map, second last map performance. I mean, yeah, I mean, dude, like after that map, I was like thinking about it. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like there was probably definitely a few gunfights that I lost that I probably should have won, but majority of the fights i was getting into it was probably just positioning wise and just like not getting to my teammates and just kind of like i was getting unfortunate like a lot of times i was getting stunned i was uh, dude like there's just so many things that just weren't going my wait. way like i was literally just praying i was like yo can i get a freebie please there was no freebies that map for me <laughs> like, wait, is that why is that why you're saying threesta yeah <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, bro, I didn't, I, I didn't know that's where. The, I, dude, I had no idea. I thought Threesta had something to do with like a championship thing or something. I don't know. <laughs> no. I'll be honest with you. I was thinking that was gas, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're like, hell yeah, that's a sick name, bro. <laughs> Not yet, but like, I mean, after that, like, I was literally just thinking about it. Like, no, like the team was kind of like quiet. And I, like I said on the after uh, we won, I did an interview. I was like, I kind of just looked at the team, and I was literally just like, it's crazy that I just dropped three kills and we're still gonna like win the series because like. I didn't want them to like lose confidence in me, and like also I just knew like that that map was just so unlucky for me. You know what I mean? Like that, like dude, to drop three kills, like you're not shooting anyone in the side. You know what I mean? Like that's just straight grueler gunfights. <laughs> it is a it is a pretty tough map when you're on offense and you get put in that trap. Yeah, just there was like times where I was getting like spawn trapped by myself. Like I, all my teammates were out. I'm just getting spawn trapped by myself. I'm just like, I mean, granted, like there's definitely ways to play it better, and also like. 
one thing that did throw me off, like I said, it was hot as fuck on that main stage, and, like, that was the one map where, like, I got so hot. Like, I feel like I wasn't thinking straight, you know what I mean? And, like, right after that, took off my shirt, got cold water, like, everything, and I felt way better. Well, I think this good proper segue, Chris, is always when we start talking about other teams, uh, we like to talk about your squad. You obviously mm-hmm. came up a little short. First, Preston's team uh, in that grand final was an interesting one where Preston's team took one respawn and one three searches, and you guys won the rest of the maps and went to seven. So, like, here's your thoughts on the final. Curious thoughts on the progress for a team improving from like third to second now at this event. No, I mean, I thought this. I thought this entire event for us was a huge W. To be honest. Even with even with losing the final, like I thought, I mean the Asylum S and D is obviously a heartbreaker, especially just with like how some of those rounds played out. Uh, I'm not gonna go obviously super into detail with some of the stuff that we could actually fix. I mean, some of it's self-explanatory, but like outside of that, I mean, I thought the entire major was a huge W for us. I mean, us having a, a few things to fix in S and D, like very very minor things, but it will help. Why am I echoing? Sorry, that's probably me. Oh, no, okay, I was making sure. <laughs> I didn't know if I was going through Ben's mic or not. But, um, uh, fucking, yeah, no. I mean, I thought it was just overall exactly what we needed. I mean, we needed to start playing hardpoint as good as we normally are. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we've obviously talked so much about how we're not as bad as hardpoint as we should be, and we just need to actually, you know, execute and do it, and blah, 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 blah. But, like, uh... I think everything was really good for us. I think control is a big focus for us too. Going, a lot of people have been talking about our hard point and stuff, but I think control is really, really important. We've talked about that on this, and everything looked really good for us. So I, I feel like, in general, freaking everything that we needed to do at the event happened. Obviously, we had a heartbreaking asylum S and D. The hotel S and D we need to fix just in general. I'd say I feel like we're playing that a little bit just wrong, but overall, I mean, I don't know. We played. We played a great event. I, like I, yeah. I was super happy after. Even after we lost, like I wasn't like pissed at all. Like you know, like you know when you lose an event, Preston too. Like you like. Yeah. There's the events where you can like just be like pissed for like a bunch of different reasons. Like yeah. everything we've been working on kind of helped us. So now we just have to obviously f- find polish some stuff and do it again. Like if we go to another best of seven or best of nine and we lose every S and D, like you know, I w- I would be shocked. Like I, I think we're. That would so be what, insane. That's what I mean. So it's like I, I think we're in a really good spot to have a really good chance of winning this the the tournament. So I was happy. I can, I can, I actually didn't realize in the moment like <clears throat> the MC kind of just didn't see me in that round that two got, round. I didn't I didn't realize that's what happened. Well, dude, everyone keeps talking about that, and if Austin just opened the fucking door instead of cracking it open like too, it open. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like well, you know what I mean. Like there that that round was super unfortunate. There was a couple other rounds that we could have probably just played like fundamentally better, but. Yeah, yeah, MC got a call out that the guy was in arcade corner, like to the right, like oh, towards you. Was... So he oh, ran into that doorway, ego challenging the right corner, the right thing and then right, he yeah. saw you, but obviously his brain was, was like, I'm going to challenge yeah. to the right, he's, he's and then yeah, the right, so yeah. that's what I mean. So like, that was just unfortunate, but even that round, like that's one round out of a 5-2 that we lose, right? So technically it's 5-3 now. We could still win one of those three three rounds and figure it out. So, like, that wasn't just on MC. That was just really unfortunate. I don't, but. I don't know what it is with the CLS and D in these finals, it being crazy. Because, like, early, like, even on the positive yeah, side, Chris, like, 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 Chris's 1v3 was also kind of wild. I, I don't know, pressing yeah. that 1v3, if kid, like, that was a miscommunication on your team with the two players left and now your team played it. But, like, it was just a wild, a that ended up kind of 
it, not even being like the the final momentum swing in that series. Like that's how crazy it yeah. was. It was I think it just like I think it got a little bit frantic in the mm-hmm. comms. I I can't remember exactly what the comms were, but like I remember I was dead watching it and I was just like, oh shit, this looks like mixy right now for no reason. Uh, but yeah, I think I forget if I think Caesar had a sniper out too, so he was with his pistol. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He I, did. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he had the sniper out, and it was Kismet, right? And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure yeah. it was those two. And I mean. I think Chris just played it really well, and then as soon as as soon as those two like tried to like back out of the room, and he got the timing when he peaked and like made yeah, them both he weak. One and then it was one he, one. Yeah, he made them. He made one guy really weak, and then peaked out again and made the other guy really weak. And then it was just like, well, shit, no one can really challenge this guy now because if they do, he's gonna they're gonna die. So they tried to like run out, and then once I think it was kids left in that one v one, it was just tough. Like I don't know. Yeah. Wait, didn't Tyler have like an like when you guys won your guys' event? Didn't he yeah, have like yeah, a crazy clutch on the map too, right? Yeah, or I think it was a one v three, but it was like something where like he got the th- like the third kill like right away. But yeah, he yeah. he had the one v two versus thieves just when he killed Draws in the one v one or whatever. Like, yeah, I mean that's that map you can those, just make plays on. To be that, fair, that's a crazy Absolute ass map, like, bro. There's so many yeah. openings and gaps. You have the fucking top muddy and top kitchen, then you have bottom pool, like, like all these like lanes that you can hit. Like it's just a crazy ass map, dude. <laughs> and it's been map six and like every dude. The, the way that all of these champs, these like grand final series have played out this year with the double Asilo map five and map six is hilarious. It's been like that, I think, the last mm-hmm. four finals. Yeah, it's a wild um, map. And obviously, up until this one, like the, the series ended on that six map because some team won them back to back. But in this one, obviously, Chris, you guys lost it and then you won the Asilo control. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, went to a Mercado last map, which is like we have two gimmicky fucking to extend search maps. Kind of pool fortress in this one, and obviously, um, the New York guys came out and kind of controlled the start to finish to win the event. I don't think Mercado's as gimmicky as you make it, like as you say. That's I think not fortress as gimmicky as fortress. Gimmicky. Yeah, especially with the spawn changes on Mercado, I've made the yeah. Map I think I think Mercado's yeah. not a bad map. <laughs> I yeah. think New York just played it well, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't. Well, think. you guys have. Sorry, well, I was gonna say you guys. You guys have also, and and we saw uh, Vegas do it a lot too. Like you guys have sort of started to open up B a lot more off the rip. I think that spawn changes again have helped sort of lean and be more comfortable like breaking ankles on that map, but it's become less of like the A team deathmatch go round and birth, like bang See, out strat and that some teams still wait, do that no, though, am, uh, am I not mistaken though? The spawn changes helped it become more like you can still do A more. No? You could always go B on Ricardo. In the, if you in the extent to. of like I think in the extent of like like you could, I see what you're saying with that, but I'm saying that like as people have gotten comfortable, like that's not like yeah, you can do just other, learn how to more play comfortable doing other yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah people just instead of just being map. like throw nades and house and yellow. I think I think and yeah, just start learning. And people still do it, but that's why those teams are like mid and Mercado, and that's why Chris, when you you guys have played those teams on the map, or Preston, you played those teams on the map. Like you guys have body teams because they don't really they don't really know how to work metal. They don't really know how to work B. They don't know how to play it slower and like. Kind of manipulate the map in their favor. Kind of just a coin flip if you just keep hitting a over and over. Yeah, again. I mean, bro, it's like, could I hit the doorway and get the kill or not? You know what I mean? And yeah. then, like, who's hitting their nades? Who's hitting yeah, their stuns? Exactly. Is a trophy gonna explode from a nade? What's happening? Like, you never know mm-hmm. what's gonna happen over there. Yeah, that map, that area of the map just sucks. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's just a weird. Even, even in hardpoint, bro. <laughs> just oh, go that area of the map, even in hardpoint, where you're looking, where you're looking for like the last guy in the hill, and like he's just in the house, and it's just like, here we fucking go, dude. Like, let's find this guy. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> nine fucking up. corners in the house. Yeah. So just not fun. Uh, cool. Well, I want to move on. We want to talk about a bunch of teams, um, and then at the end we'll talk about the brackets. I think the brackets can be really good for champs. I'm mm-hmm. uh, super excited for Vegas. Uh, I the first team I want to talk about. It's gonna be a little random, but it's topical. Well, because of the news this. yesterday. I'm excited for this. Uh, Boston. So Boston Breach had another poor land. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have a great major four. They got double rounded. Major three was probably their best event, but they, you know, they, they beat Optic at the event and came up short against them um, uh, once they had gotten deeper in losers bracket. So, like, they haven't yet had that, like, making a grand final. And uh, I guess after losing to London, which was a massive upset, I don't think anyone had London beating Boston on Friday, but it happened. It seems like the Boston camp, whether it's the players, the coaches, I don't know, may decide to make a roster change going to champs. Very rare. Can't think of any time this has happened in the CDL. Because it shouldn't be fucking possible. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they are bringing in Snoopy. So if you don't follow the challengers scene, Snoopy is this official is or is this rumored? So this is rumored, but I will say that Zed and Den, so Tom and I were talking about it on stream yesterday, and Zed and Den's were like messaging us. So it sounds like it's happening because. The coaches were all right so ben's just that. leaking it i like it i mean the rotation leaked yesterday but mm-hmm. you know we had a whole emergency flanker pinch yesterday about it so but they're bringing in snoopy uh if you don't watch challenger snoopy is this uh young kid in challengers i think he's from mexico he's good um he was playing with thresh and them to start the season they were like really solid na challengers team making the elite every stage um they were the, the hive guys were really good um and they're in their abouts then he um got called up to the Boston team when uh Kremp uh had joined uh when Kremp had joined uh Boston at one of the f- other 59 roster changes that the breach had made this season. So Snoopy's talented. I think it's crazy that he's coming in for champs and it seems like it's coming in for Reese Vivid. So uh there's a lot to this. Curious off the rip, Chris, because it seems like you have a lot to say like your thoughts on this change. Well first of all I played Snoopy a lot in S and D8s last year when I was playing them, like a good amount. And he's good. He's a good player. Like I think he's got he's got some pretty good talent. And uh, and you can only tell so much by search and destroy, just because you don't really get to see gun skill and search. But like he just seemed like a pretty smart kid. And then anytime I've ever played with or against him, like in those eights, like he's always seemed pretty good. So I'm actually excited to watch him play. But with that being said, I don't think he should be allowed to play at champs. I I think I think I mean. <sighs> I, I don't know the rules and in the sense of like, I feel like the rules should be like pretty, you know, in big bold letters of what the fuck's allowed and what the fuck's not allowed. But I think a team making a change going to champs like this, that's not on their substitute roster makes no fucking sense. Wait, should, so has this always been a thing? I don't know. This year? I, I have no idea. I feel like, I feel like this has never been like a crazy topic because I don't think anyone's like really done something like this. Yeah, but I'll say one thing. I'm happy that Snoopy's getting his chance. So like, I I'm not trying to hate on him or anything of this sort. And granted, I don't know the full picture of this, so maybe he was on their roster as a substitute, and I just never saw that. Because again, why the fuck would anyone know that? Like, you know what I mean? But like, they never announced it. If that was the case. That's what I'm saying. If they never announced it, then I could be like, again, I'm just saying we're not playing Boston. This doesn't affect us. But I think the fact that this is allowed is ridiculous. What you went into stage five, your roster, substitutes only, should be the only people you are allowed to play with. The fact that, you, that they're able to make a roster change like this going into the champs makes no fucking sense. And it's also stupid considering the fact that... Seventh seed? Are they the seventh seed? Like, they're the seventh seed, but if you can make roster changes, like, now you're playing a team with a completely... Like, what the, what's the fucking point of playing the entire year? Like, dude, imagine if, like, when United is Academy team or even Toronto Academy last year, the eighth-seeded team last year, I don't know who the eighth-seeded team was last year. Actually, it was New York. But, uh, like, a seventh-seeded team last year wasn't that good or whatever it was. 
they just pick up Toronto Academy, a whole different roster, and they're just disgusting. Like, I feel like that's so dumb. Yeah, I don't... I feel like there's no... I feel like this is common sense. Like, they should have... There should be no way around them making a roster change. And I'm pretty sure, again, I don't know the full... I don't know the full point of this, and I can be wrong. So, doesn't Snoopy's, like, Challengers team now get screwed over, too? Well, Doug tweeted about that this morning. Like, that's... That's sort of the issue, right? Because they lose those, uh, like what? Those pro points. Because right now, this is the point in challengers where there's an LCQ coming. Um, all the teams will sign up for the LCQ. Top four seeds don't have to play the LCQ in North America and Europe, and the rest of the people will for the final one spot available for challengers champs. So, like, they lose all of Snoopy's pro points. <laughs> so, so you're and you telling... know how this goes in challengers now. Like, sorry. yeah, sorry to cut you off. So you're telling me that. So you're telling me that the rules that don't exist, that they're like this like weird gray area, which first of all is bullshit. It should have been a, ro- there should be a roster lock deadline date in big, bold fucking letters of when you can make a change. But you're telling me that the rules in place right now allow a challengers player to completely screw over their team. By the way, Snoopy's not, he's Snoopy. Anyone that gets this offer should say yes. Snoopy's not making a bad yeah. decision. But completely allows them to lose all those pro points and like screw over their situation in challengers. Right. So they don't care about the challenger seat at all. And then it also is affecting like the pro world in the sense of like all the year of you getting that seventh seed. Now, like a one man, two man roster change could completely change your team. So that makes no sense either going to champ. So it's like your seeds, not even like your actual seed anymore. And like, it just screws up everything. Like I don't understand. I feel like it doesn't help the challengers at all. The whole situation there makes no sense that it completely screws over them. Wait, so realistically, could they just pick up a whole new team? That's, uh, I don't know. Well, what the me, fuck are the rules, Preston? Who knows? Because I was mind blown. <laughs> imagine someone picked the Toronto, Toronto Academy last year? Yeah, like with Scrappy and all them? Threw them in. Bro, they would have been better than one of I'm sure there was a team last year in Vanguard that was ass. Pick up Nick's team. Nick's team that won challengers, the Challengers Finals last year. So here's. So I was confused yesterday on stream. I had a bunch of. People message me. I had two people, different teams, both uh, in CDL front offices. And this is what they told me. This is what they were told by the league. You are allowed to change a player in your starting lineup in mm-hmm. two situations for champs. You can move them from the sub to starter. So that makes if someone's sense. your substitute, yeah. that makes sense. And you could sign a player that was not on a CDL contract at Toronto. So that's, I assume, how Snoopy's getting on the team. Because I don't Bro, think he was a sub. That is I think bullshit. he was a sub. They would announce it. That makes well, no so here's sense. What, here's why I think it makes no sense. I'll give you like an here's example why because here. it's common fucking sense. What like <laughs> so so Alec tweeted yesterday. Ha, huh, funny like Alec jokes on Twitter. He was like, someone picked me up what for he, champs. What is he joking about? What he's like he was like you can make roster changes. Someone let me know the fuck like you know Twitter funny like Alec picture. But like that brings up a good point. Like what if LAG had dropped Alec in the middle of major five, so he didn't go to Toronto with the team. Well, nothing's stopping Boston if this rule is true that they could have picked up Alec for champs. You know, like there's, there's a pick up gunless? situation here. Not yeah, someone insane. could go pick up go pick up large P. Like, but that that, that makes I, no sense. Bro. I agree, it makes no sense. I I think it's a if it was an emergency situation, right? Like someone's hurt, maybe someone's got COVID, maybe. someone's got. But that's the whole point of having a substitute. Yeah. Like, that's what do you mean saying, that, that yeah. at the same time that does no? Because what's the point of having a substitute? Or a or a what can you have up to four or five substitutes? I'm pretty sure you can like obviously like have a pretty deep roster if you'd like. I think it was five and maybe one for 2019. I don't know if that's changed. I don't know. Regardless, the, the yeah. whole point like 
Yeah, Brian Saints in my chat too. He said, yeah, unless they were signed to an official CDL contract, you can pick anybody up at any point or whatever. So like, that's crazy. That's, they're on a CDL contract, bro, you can't pick them up. So like, I don't know. yeah, I see what you're saying, Ben. This if you drop someone major five, then you can pick them up. Yeah, like just, dude, yes, yeah, like so. I just don't understand that at all. So like really Preston, don't. if like if New York dropped you in major four and you didn't play at major five, like a team can just pick you up for champs. That's insane. Yeah, like, like, like the teams that were out of the running for champs, like I would have been like, "Yo, drop me, bro. Drop me. Right <laughs> yeah, like, please drop me so I have a chance <laughs> yeah. to get that." But that's yeah, the I point. go on like, optic, bro. <laughs> I, I feel like this doesn't affect me at all. Yeah. And like, uh, like uh, who's who's playing Boston? Is it optic? Yeah. All right. So if I was on optic, I'd be a little bit more angry, probably. But like the integrity of like the, le I feel like this may like this still pisses me off because it's still just bullshit. I feel like this move being possible is bullshit. I, I agree. I don't. I don't under. There's no logic right. to me. This this rule doesn't make any sense. Again, in an emergency situation, right? Let's say, let's say you know, an emergency situation. I don't know. What? Let's, <laughs> let's say hi. Let, I'll explain. I'll, I'll explain okay. that because like, you have to pick someone up, right? Yeah, let's say like, it. let's say like two players mm -hmm. on your team got hurt or got arrested. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, Random situation, players. right? Sub comes in for one, but you need to fill in our spot on your roster because you only have three players. Okay, so you need the ability to emergency pick someone up and pick up a substitute. Okay, so I have like, an that would make thing. sense. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would that would that makes sense. But like, this is not an emergency situation for Boston. Like, they're deciding to make a roster change, and I'm yeah, they pick up someone on their academy team, but like, he's not. It seems like he's not technically signed as a CDL sub. So I I just think this rule is ridiculous. I think I think you're wrong by the way, Ben. Well, Brian Saint said they wouldn't have been able to pick up Preston in the scenario that I just given that I was just given to you guys because he was on a CDL contract. So apparently if you were on a CDL contract oh, at, at any time at any during this year, during the year, then you can't get picked up. But again, someone like Gunless, you can go pick up. <coughs> yeah. That's fucking crazy. Bro, that is crazy <laughs> if a team can pick up Gunless right now. This speaks to a bigger problem that I think the league needs to address going forward. There's not a lot of having rules in these rules. Like you can't go online anywhere and see the CDL 2023 pro handbook. You can find the challengers handbook, but we don't know what rules and what statutes apply to the actual pro handbook as well. And it's like, there's not a lot of transparency to the public. It seems like to the teams either. Cause it sounds like Chris, you didn't know that this was a rule until you found out about it. It's like, it, there's a messaging problem here. There's also, I just don't like understand. I mean, why. I think it should just, yeah, like the, it should be it, a deadline. Bro, there was deadlines in the CWL 10 years ago. Not yeah. 10 years ago, like probably six years ago now. But like, still, I, I just. Like, how is that not a thing now yet? <laughs> like, I don't know. That's I, crazy. I, I feel like we're way too professional right now to be this unprofessional. Like, I, I don't know. I would be much more angry if this like affected me personally, I guess. But even without it, I think the integrity of that, this entire thing makes no fucking sense. Because the whole entire thing with the second seed playing the seventh seed, so for Optic in Boston here, yeah, like the seventh seed on paper should be an easier match. Obviously, no match is going to be easy. No shit, it's champs. No one's going to roll over and die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, no matter how bad the team's struggling, this this league's very competitive. We've talked about it, but the fact that yeah. the struggling team is able just to make a th like again Toronto Academy yeah. last year. Like, imagine if you could just sub in all of those guys and be like, here's a whole new no roster. VOD too. You have no VOD. You're in a honeymoon phase. And you know how the mental side of things, like Preston, you were talking about, like the team chemistry of your team and the team environment. That's probably yes. the number. I, the more time goes on, I feel like the more I've realized, too, like that's like one of the number one things a team can have. That is. It really, like, really is. And that could last for a week and you could be really good. And then as soon as you lose that, you could be shit. 
Like that's yeah. that really does make or break team. So it's like all you got to do is have good vibes for two weeks and play champs, and anything can happen. Like I think that is crazy that you're that able to change up all of this. Like I don't know. I hate everything about this. The only thing I like about it, it's cool to see Snoopy get an opportunity because I do think he's pretty good. I just don't yeah. think it should be the way it is. Well, th this is what JP. So JP's in my chat, obviously has some somewhat of a vested interest in this this whole thing like and i kind of see of what you've seen the only possible counterpoint i can think of is that they look bad denying a player the opportunity i have no idea which i feel you on that jp but if boston like here's oh. my response to that here's my response to that if boston at some level was thinking about maybe at some point the possibility this year of snoopy coming their sub. in he should have been the official sub when they picked him up like a month ago and then they would have had the flexibility to do this and no one would have complained because they'd be giving them a shot. And they were, it's not like they would have had to pay the, if they wanted to pay a minimum, right? If it was a cost thing. Mm -hmm. Well, they're like near the end of the season. So you don't even need to pay the full 50. You're on a pro rate version. It's only a couple thousand dollars, $10,000, whatever it is. So I just hate that. Like I agree with Chris that like, you can just after this event, just pick up anyone and everybody in challengers uh, uh, and put them on your team and just roll at YOLO honeymoon. Like that doesn't make sense. So I hope that, I hope that they take a look at um, this rule. The other flip side to it now, as you all are talking about in the chat, in my chat, bro, challengers right now, there are people getting dropped left and right because there's uh, a lot of, there's basically two dominoes in challengers right now. God or X got dropped from his team and he's got like a gazillion pro points. So he's joining a team and it's cascading. And then now Boston Academy's got to fill a spot and that's cascading. And now it's just crazy roster mania and challengers that people sketching on each other to make sure they're the most pro points qualify for yeah everyone's trying champs. to get the most pro points right on their team because yeah. <laughs> what's the, the you said four teams qualify for champs so the way it works is 16 teams make it a champs two automatically made it the two teams that were in the finals at uh boston which was a wobble bobs and it was um what was the other team his name i can't remember it was an na team with um oh why is this giving me right now uh, it was uh, decimates. It was a decimate gaming team. It mm -hmm. was the like Estro Flames and Binking them. So they auto qualified. So for then the next it goes top four teams in pro points in NA and EU. This is there's obviously other spots for Latam and and APAC. But I'm trying to simplify it, simplify it for NA and EU here. The next four teams get it, and then there's one spot each there left to the LCQ. So it's like just it's just chaos. So. You know, I'm glad the 16 teams go to Challenger Champs, but this is what happens every year in Challengers is it's a sketch fest for pro points and getting better seating. And it's funny because it works because last year, if you talk to Nick Classic, who's your obviously the face sub this year, his team won the form last year if they didn't all try to, you know, form that team to try and get the most pro points and they end up winning Challenger Champs last year, being Toronto Academy NA. So, messed the, the, there's a couple of rule rethinks I think need to happen sort of at some of this end of the year transactional stuff, but. Uh, let's move on. We got a lot of teams to talk about. Won't talk about all of them as always, but we're going to try and touch as many as possible. We got a lot of optic fans in here. So let's talk optic. Wait, um, before you go anywhere, everyone that's yeah. saying team shouldn't be screaming boss in my chat right now is fucking faded. Yeah. Okay. I disagree. Move on. Yeah. You, you need, you need practice. They, Bro, there's four fucking test. teams to scrim and just yeah. because they made a roster change, they don't just get blacklisted from fucking scrims. Like that, like, dude, the, the, again, how does this become in between teams beef when it's the CDL not running it properly? The CDL's rules are allowing them to do that. This is not Boston's problem doing that. Like, yep. Like, what? <laughs> like, dude, this has nothing to do with teams between teams. The same shit with like the GAs and shit. Like, this isn't become like a team choice. 
The fact that the CDL allows this is stupid. Don't like start. I agree. That. I yeah, agree. So let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk optic. Uh, one of the weirder kind of night and day major cycles I think we've ever seen from a CDL team. Like, you know, they obviously had two back to back runners up. They were coming into this stage as I think probably one of the favorite teams after the five and zero online stage. It was like, well, this team I think is probably the betting favorite, the like the clear favorite to win this event. And you know, I talked to Bruce. Uh, sort of after the weekend, and it was just a weird, just everything was just off for them. Um, and they came in, they didn't win a single map. They were flat in every game mode. There's not really anything to point out with the optic team in their performance. This event and point to anything good. It's all it's all bad. So you just kind of put it in the bin and throw it away. You know, I want to start with you, Preston. Like, you know, I think you've you guys you've been part of teams that have had tough stages. Maybe not to this level. Like, what do you say within the camp? Where you feel like the practice was good coming in, the results were good online coming in, then you go to the land and you get smoked. You're saying like what? How, like why? Like what? Are, like what are you saying? No, I'm not saying. Well, we'll get to why, but like, I'm saying like like what do you as a player in that situation? Like what are you saying to the other boys in the squad, like the coaching staff, and like how do we mentally reset and get ready for the biggest event of the year coming that we've already qualified for? I mean, yeah, you kind of just gotta forget about it to be honest. I mean, you had a really good qualifier, like going five and zero, going to the land, get smoked. I mean, it just depends on kind of what what they think is happening, what they think is going on in their camp. Like, if it's just in-game stuff, mental stuff, or whatever it is, like at the end of the day, you just have to forget about it and just move on to the next and just keep practicing. That's all you can do. Some of my chat's making like a Ted Lasso reference, saying you got to be like a goldfish. Yeah, I mean, get to your point, yeah. just kind of like forget and move on. Do you agree, Chris? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, they went what ten and zero online or whatever. The last two stages, they got yeah. two second places, and then they got shit on. It happens. Like yeah. I don't. I mean, I mean the is. biggest thing too, yeah. just think about it, is like not letting it like affect your team mm -hmm. like culture. Like yeah. if you guys start getting mad at each other and frustrated with each other and like don't want to play, like that's like the worst thing that can happen. Yeah, I just literally forget about it. And move on. It is what it is. It doesn't fucking matter. It really doesn't. Like. They're still the set. What what changed after this event? They're still the second seed. Yeah. Unless you like didn't yeah. qualify for champs because of yeah, it of course it's a little like... different. But at that point, you're not talking to each other anymore anyway. <laughs> you know that the, the year's <laughs> over. It's like all right, it's talk. Yeah. See you later. But like, yeah, then nothing changed. They're still yeah. the second seed. They still be playing the game and just play the game. Like I don't know. Like they just had an off off weekend. It really can't go too crazy about it. I uh, think oppression. Uh, I guess is sort of the next next question you were alluding to. It's like like what do you think? What do you think they need to fix? Like, do you, was there anything that was identifiable to you that they did differently pulling this event? They need to fix going into that first match against Boston and Champs. I mean, personally, I don't really know because I didn't really like watch like in depth. But I mean, I'm sure they know internally kind of what's happening, whether it's in game just like stuff or out of game stuff. I know people are saying Dan was sick, so that probably didn't help. Um, I mean, there's probably a lot of different things that go into it, so they just kind of have to realize what it is and work on it. Can yeah. you can you speak to that more than that? Like, have you ever like gone to an event and been like deathly sick like that, or just really really ill, and like how it sort of affects your <laughs> yes. gameplay? Yes, I have been <laughs> sick <laughs> uh, multiple times. Uh, I mean, like when you go and you're sick, like I mean, obviously everyone kind of seen it. Like when I was on hard T, I even like got taken out of the tournament. Um, but I mean, when you're sick, I mean, you just can't like the focus just isn't there like as much as it's like when you're just locked in 100. percent I mean, you can't really do anything about it other than just take care of yourself and just. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's not champs yet, so it's not a big deal. So, I mean, just make sure you're healthy for the next event. That's all you can do. Yeah. Fucking. 
I've been sick at events too. It's the same shit. Like it just you just feel like ass. As long as like, yeah. I'll say one thing. As long as like, I know Dan. I'm pretty sure I had food poisoning. I feel like if you're sick, it is ass. But if if you're throwing up though, I feel like that's like the one thing about being sick. Out of any other symptom you can really have, for the most part, it's just awful. Because Not like it's just so it's just worst. like it's so crippling. Like bro, like he's like yeah, like it's just such a shitty fucking feeling, and like you can't even like really avoid when it happens you know like especially if it's like food poisoning like, you could just be mid-map that happened to chris last year too like sip like on the yeah. online match we were in the middle of scrims and like he just started like throwing up in the middle of it it's like it's just like you can't do anything about shit like that so it's just like fucking awful but, yeah it's not like a sore throat or something it's like, yeah or you're or you're sick or like you don't have a runny nose or you, you're, you're yeah. coughing like it's just like you can't do anything about that shit like it's just that's just like so much worse yeah. when you're but, throwing up too like your whole body's feeling like ass like you don't even mm -hmm. want to call out like you're just there like i don't know bro i i did it in in uh umg philly when i was throwing up when i played zuma for the first time bro that was literally when i that's when i met tommy i was literally puking across the fucking <laughs> station i was throwing up like literally middle map like mid map like on like we were playing thank god it was domination instead of hardpoint back then but like we'd be capping flags, and I, I, it was just awful. Like you know, like in between maps and shit, I was going like it was just it was horrible. It's just such a shitty feeling, especially like obviously yeah. on a stage like this, it's fucking ass. So that's never fun. I'd be impressive. Remember the we had to go to the fucking hospital at fucking Black Ops Four champs too. Yeah, <laughs> that shit was awful, dude. That shit is never yeah, pressing, pressing, uh fucked up some basic chemistry in his stomach, and that was that was tough. Well, I was I've been demon dust shit. Dude, I used to get sick so much. Like now, I'm a lot better. But, yeah, because like, you were dry scooping then, fucking demon dust, dude. You maniac. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're crazy. I can't believe dude, dude, we were talking twisted. about it the other day. I forget who. I, I think it might have been uh one of the play, like one of my players. Like, but I don't know who though was talking about how crazy the demon dust meta was. There was like a lot of players that were fucking dry scooping the fucking pre workout oh, yeah. demon dust shit, bro. That so shit you were was crazy, crazy for that back in the day, Preston. Hey, it worked on, on it. Yeah, yeah, it worked on an empty stomach too. You were probably feeling miserable, but you were turned. That that shit was crazy. I never took that <laughs> oh, shit, but I could only imagine, bro. I was on a different planet taking that uh, shit. Chris's <laughs> gimmick was coffee and getting out, getting to the MLG studio yeah. an hour before it opened, sitting outside. Black coffee, bro. It's the best. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was Chris's gimmick. So that was my favorite. Anyway, I'm I'm curious how Optic does. We'll talk about the bracket in a bit, but I, mm -hmm. I think if they do what they were doing online they're going to be one of the contenders for this one i'm sure but the all's teams are excited to potentially maybe match up with them later on in the tournament um i'm gonna kind of mix it up well, who should we talk about next let's talk about your former team preston um i think they've had uh, a journey this year this is the minnesota rocker uh they were in real danger at some point to the stage about making it to champs they actually made a roster move they, they have made some weirdo like roster moves this year. The the in my eyes, the whole fame Dylan stuff is still crazy to me. Um, and they finally brought Dylan back in, moved fame to a sub, and since then they've actually played pretty good. The thing though about Rocker though uh, is just sorry, I just want to just finish no, real good. quick about Rocker though because I just want to get the stat in is like they they have had now two tournaments, this one and Major Two, where they've had really good Thursday saturdays like where they've you know gotten to winners finals and then they pull up on sunday and across four series on sunday they've won uh they've won two maps so my question if you want to go first Preston, is like what are your thoughts on rocker and like do you see them as a legit obviously this is sort of you know answer you want to answer but like do you see them as legit contenders for champs or do you think they're more kind of a dark horse team for the event i mean it's like chris said earlier you can't take any teams like at champs everyone's gonna be going super hard it's the end of the year most teams know how to play the game 
Uh, but the one thing, I mean, the one thing that threw me off with that roster was like, I didn't realize when they picked up Fame that he was a sub player, but they threw him on AR. Craziest shit ever. And when, yeah. and when I learned that, I was like, that makes no sense how that was a thing. <laughs> so like, when when they switched him back to sub and brought Dylan in, like that made more sense. And mm-hmm. like since then they've been playing better. Obviously, like their Sundays haven't been looking good, but um, I mean, yeah, I mean, going into champs, like we're not gonna take them lightly. Like they're gonna be a good team. Yeah. I mean, I agree. We talked about it the last episode. The only thing that was ever weird with them was just like, yeah, like fame replaced Dylan and he just wasn't an AR. And I'll say one thing, like I'm sure there's, you know, every team has got their own shit. Like Preston, you know this too. Like, you know, everyone knows that I can identify what is the problem on the roster, usually behind closed doors. Cause you have so much more information. Anyone could speculate yeah. from like the outside looking in. That was just weird that like he took Dylan's spot. And wasn't an AR and then did it. But again, like, I have no idea the reasoning behind that. Like, how but, it happened, yeah. But, like, as with Dylan, like, Dylan's definitely a slower player, especially with an AR, I would say. Like, he's not the most, like, crazy, like, super fast, like, impactful, like, main AR. But again, like, that's kind of his role, too, as that role. You know, you can get away with doing that. But I also don't think Dylan, like, does bad. You're like, I, I, even, like, gunfight wise, like, maybe I'm a little biased just because I've had success with him and, uh, you know, I've had, like, history with Dylan, but, like, I feel like Dylan doesn't really let you down often. You know what I mean? Like, gunfights wise, like, he wins his ones for the most part. You know, like, he does, like, he does what's needed to, like, do. And I feel like he's a good teammate. So, like, I feel like when they, when he was the one to get, like, stepped down for a little bit and, like, they put in fame over him, that was, like, the confusing. That that was, like, confusing to me because, like, I don't think fame really sped up that roster much with an AR. And then, like, I also, again, don't think Dylan really costs you tournaments you know what i mean well even when they brought him back in he was fucking shooting <laughs> like, that's what yeah that's what i mean like dylan yeah. dylan's good bro that's what i like I, I think dylan's good and i feel like dylan works hard and i know they had like their their the one video where like the, the effort wasn't there i would be really surprised to see if it was dylan that wasn't putting an effort to be honest with you but again everything's yeah. behind their closed doors like they know more than us so like it's hard to yeah. it's hard to like fully like no but yeah i think the roster that they ended up landing with now just makes more sense like with what preston said i just feel like fame running a role that he's been doing right and then dylan coming back and just being like kind of like the backbone of like consistency for that team you know like i feel like that team needed that like i feel like that team needs someone that's gonna like kind of show up and just do his thing you know like win the routines and you know do what you need to do and like i kind of always be there when like needed most so yeah i think they're got good momentum and stuff i mean and again to what preston said i think every team no matter how good and or bad they look is not going to be an easy match of champs. This league is incredibly competitive. And like even like for us, like Seattle, they've been struggling. They also found themselves in a final in the beginning of the year. Like yeah. you yeah. know, like anything can I gonna say so it's like you can't take anyone lightly. Like yeah, like no matter who it is, what it is, like so it's like it's the same thing. Like even every yeah, uh they're also every good. match of champs last yeah. year, winners round one went to game five and a couple went to eleven. Round yeah, 11, well, didn't so like, LA Thieves won last year? They played Boston. It was round eleven, Desert Siege. Yeah, because right. Yeah, that was crazy. That, uh, but that's what I mean. Uh, like, what was it? Desert Siege? Wasn't it? Uh, I thought it was, it was uh, Tuscan. Oh, it was Tuscan. Maybe. They played Desert Tuscan Siege maybe and, second yeah. then. Maybe. Yeah, and Boston kind of center spun on offense, which does. Oh, that was horrible. But my point is, like, <laughs> I mean, dude, like, if if Thieves lose that match, you know, who knows if they make a losers run? They probably would have, considering how good they looked. But my point is just like, I think any I, I, any team at this champs with eight teams and how good everyone is like, yeah, you're going to have to show like at like, you know, your reputation can only go so far. You have to show up and do your thing and execute. Right. So like, 
I think that's going to be really important. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I to me, uh, I'll say this: like, I watching them play this weekend, I still feel like this is my perspective, and you guys don't need to comment on it because I know, yeah, I don't want to put in a position. Preston and Chris, obviously, your team's still in it. Like, uh, like I think with this move, uh, Marcus is a very aggressive player, um, and Afro, and, Afro, and yeah. I think maybe there's some pacing issues, some honesty and stuff. I don't know. Hmm. But Fame coming in, he doesn't play as quick. He can have that gear, but mostly it seems like this rocker team is like fully embracing sort of the band's identity of they're just like a very ratty team. Their search has gotten a lot better. Um, they're just like real. They just they just play off angles. They they annoy the shit out of you. They aren't going to be the fastest team. Not going to run at you with hella hella speed and just kind of make the game crazy. Um, but they're going to kind of embrace this grittiness, and I think it's helped them kind of stabilize their team. I don't know if they're going to have the top end. To kind of beat like Chris, your team at its best, New York at its best, Optic at its best, Steve at its best. But like the other side of this is they could have continued with their path and let Vegas sneak in, in the eighth spot or Seattle or however that would have sorted out. And back to back years and not making champs would have been unacceptable. At least now they've kind of, you know, gotten the opportunity where they can go to champs and maybe do something. Um, so I'm curious to see, like, you know, maybe, maybe they, maybe they do something special to this event. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, let's uh let's talk i'm gonna we're gonna kind of bounce around a bit um because mm -hmm. i just mentioned them we're gonna talk about another team we're kind of uh alternate between good and bad and i think a, a team that had probably not a great weekend was la thieves it depends on how you look at it because online they really didn't have a great stage they were gonna have to start losers bracket this event when the draw happened you're like oh shit uh la thieves is gonna have a really tricky first match coming down the top side then things may open up, but they also then get the, you know, the bracket flip between, you know, Chris, your team and Toronto's team in winter semis uh, or, or coming out of winter semis. So it was always being a tricky road for them. Um, and uh, they got top six this event. So I, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I want to start with you, Chris. Like if you're in that Thieves camp, like are you feeling somewhat positive after the major? Do you feel like we had a shitty stage and we just need to kick it on from here and do champs. Like, I just don't know what you'd reflect after sort of the, what they went through online at land. You're saying if you're thieves. Yeah. Like what, like if you're thieves uh, and you beat optic at mm -hmm. this event, you beat London at this event, but you got three of smoke by the ultra to get out of the tournament. Like, what are you, what are you thinking based on the last like three weeks with your team? Uh, I mean, it's kind of the same answer almost for everybody. I mean, I'm sure they lost full that they played bad. Yeah, like I don't think this result for them. They had a very bad online stage, which put them in a tough spot to begin with. They played optic pretty well, and they play optic pretty well a lot. You know, like they, I feel like they batch up at with uh, well with optic for the most part. But like optic didn't look like at their best, so we're not too sure. But at the same time, like then they like go on a little run, and then they obviously kind of got stopped by Toronto. I I mean, I don't think they are thinking that they're at their best right now, but they're also probably saying to themselves, like, you know, we got a few weeks. Let's fix this. We won major four however long ago. Like, I don't know. I, I, I think, like, they're just going to forget it and move on and put it all to, the, all to the side and, you know, try and fix it. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like with this, how, how this game's played out this year and how it's played out in general, like, almost every team that's won has had a pretty bad stage. You know, like, it's good to, like, you know, you kind of go through your ups and downs, especially with this game, and I feel like confidence, mental, team environment, and so many other things that can go on behind the scenes that you just don't know about can really affect it. Just the way this game plays out, you die in a bullet. You know, you have to really be on point. 
Like if you're not on point in this game and you're not confident, like you could find yourself in a blender quickly and like and and you're not getting out of it. So it's like I I think they'll just move on and be all good. The only thing I guess that would I would say is the shitty is that yeah they have a tough first round draw, but at the same time you kind of have to beat everyone in the tournament anyway. So it's like there is not really an easy first round draw yeah. in general. To be honest with you, I I think everyone's gonna come to this event and show up shooting. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's the thing. You know, normally for these events, right? You have one day at home before you leave on Tuesday to like prep, and then any other prep you're doing is on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you play Thursday if you're in winners. But for champs, I mean, you've got what? Today's Monday. You've got essentially two weeks to practice against the team or prepare for the team you're about to play in winners round one. Um, and that's a lot of time for, you know, you guys probably speak to it, to evaluate the team you're playing, figure out what you're going to veto against them, mm -hmm. like actually work on counter strategy and search or even countering some of the respawn they do. If like you want to go down that route, it's like, it's a lot of time to prepare. And I think that's why, you know, I see people online saying like, oh, you know, so-and-so teams is going to smoke so-and-so team. Like Chris, you guys are playing Seattle. I assume you're not coming to that match. It's like, oh, Seattle's having a rough season. We're just going to smoke them. Like you're going to prepare the fact that they're going to have two weeks to you know prove everybody wrong for them getting top 12 at this event right it's champs yeah there's no there i don't think there's a single team in the favoring side and or the underdog side that, that are going to go into it thinking like they have an easy you know, like not at all not at all uh i, I want to actually we'll we'll talk about cl now like they they've had a weird they are they've having a weird season it could be like a what if season uh they got dead last of this tournament. They have not looked good this entire stage, like at all. Um, I know that all year they've been a good hardpoint team. Preds having an insano season, but individually, I think, and this even includes Dante, AK, Sib. Like I think individually, the other three players are not playing at their best. They only won a handful of maps the entire stage. I just looked it up. They won five maps all stage. The three against Boston, one against your team, Preston, which was map one during the qualifiers, and you guys took three straight off of them. And then they, they took one map off of Vegas online. Uh, it was a S&D, a Celo that went to round five. Outside of that, they lost every other map. So um, not a lot of dubs for them down the stretch here. Um, and kind of like, as a player, like what, like, like considering their momentum over the last like couple of stages, which also haven't been that good, they're high as high as a team, was that major one grand finals appearance since then it's been slightly up mostly down like what, what are you thinking as a player also considering sort of the pride situation the free agent situation on that team just a lot of like external stuff around the squad wait what say that say the question again <laughs> yeah. sorry i was looking at y'all gotta that, that, walk in my that, guy that was a loaded question too though to be fair yeah. Preston, he hit it, you it, with a bunch a, of words it's a loaded question <laughs> question but like i'm like, not gonna lie i was on the same wavelength as you press it right bro, there i was bro, like damn that was a lot of you guys need a lot you guys need to lock the fuck listen no okay. you need to lock uh, in bed come on <laughs> uh, nah. i'm not getting trolled by father and son here dude anyway my, my question is like if you're seattle and you consider how the last i'll be honest four majors have gone right the difficulties they've had online land like like what are you like how do you make sure going in this event where they haven't played their best since the, before the new year like, like, what are you doing to try and get to that spot? Because you now have one crack at it, and then who knows what happens if they don't win with their squad. I mean, I feel like it's the same for, like, every team, kind of. Like, you just, like, 
every event pretty much doesn't matter now. Like you go into the champs, yeah. like you're just practicing, you're going as hard as fuck, like you're going as hard as you possibly can to get better and you're just gonna go into champs and just do your best. I mean, that's all you could do. Like if you're worrying about like other things other than just going to champs and performing, then you're just not gonna do good. Mm-hmm. That's it. All right, well let's let's switch up then because you guys are just gonna give the same answer about yeah. everything. Yeah. So, like this is pointless. Uh let's talk about the teams that didn't qualify then, because this will be more fun. Okay. Uh so um Vegas, let's start with that. Uh they are like everyone's second or third favorite team. Uh they got top eight this event, not too bad. Uh, but it wasn't enough to qualify for champs because they uh came up short against your team and you absolutely mollywopped them on Saturday morning. Like, where do you guys like I, I it's tough to play the what if game or whatever, but like with them, like like where do you think they could have found a couple more points this season? To try and get it do you think it was probably like last major when they didn't play i'll start with you Preston, like where they didn't really play well at major four and that was sort of the biggest missed opportunity this season i mean i'd have to go back and look at all their matches but i feel like it's kind of like throughout the whole year i mean like even when like when they go to listen-ins like they just sound like defeated like they don't like really want to play and i feel like you have to go into the entire year like going hard as fuck not like you're on that like verge of making champs and not then you go hard like you just have to come in with a different mindset, I feel like. And then, like, I just feel like that's just stems from the beginning of the year, to be honest. Yeah, what do you what do you think, Chris? Because, like, I, I agree with Preston, like, the, they're listening to time more. Their listening are fucking pathetic. Yeah. What? Like, that, like, like, I mean, I can speak more freely now, considering it's obviously just a different point of the year. It, it, but, like, yeah, that Vegas team had... That Vegas team had opportunities to make that run towards the end of the year. And, I mean, it's not like they had a roster in the sense that, like, was supposed to probably, like, win everything. Or, you know, like, it wasn't like that. But I think they could have been a little bit better than they kind of played off. But I just think that team was, like, what we, me and Preston were talking about earlier. Like, the team environment is awful. Like, I, I feel like any time that team had a little bit of, like, adversity or they lost a map or a close map or anything of that so- sense, like... I just feel like it was bad. Their listenings were always super toxic. Like, like I, I just feel like that team's like communication and like, and, and just environment is just not good to be in. And I know that. Pretty... What's up? Oh, sorry to cut you off. I'm pretty sure yeah. I've seen them win matches and still like be yelling at each other. And I'm just like, what is happening over there? Like, how is yeah. that a thing? You know, like, and you know, get hyped a little bit. You know. Well, my thing is just like. I even have a problem with this myself. I'm sure Preston, you could probably agree to that, but like, of like, just like always wanting to like be better and winning and like, you know, like I get it. I get that. But yeah. bro, like the more, the more as like the years go on, I guess, I guess the older I get, it's just like, I feel like that environment of people that have the argument to like, you know, like some people just like, it doesn't, you don't need good vibes. It's not like necessarily good vibes, but it's just like some sort of like hope or optimism or anything of the sort to like, have an environment that's just like not miserable like i feel like that team specifically the way they talk to each other and just like the way their communications were with each other only in listening from what we can see if that's what we're seeing publicly you know like from the little that we get to see from the outside looking in there's no way that wasn't fucking hell to scrim with all year or like i'm like their practice was ass and like Bro, if you lose one map in a series, you can't just shut down and like you know, like you know what I mean. Or you lose one, yeah. one like dude. Uh, when did you lose Preston in Major One? You got? Do you remember? Um, 
Um, what I round? I honestly don't. It wasn't round one though, right? It was round two. I think round two, maybe. Round two. Regardless, it was a losers' yeah. run. Is my point. Yeah, yeah. Bro, like, you guys have the most major wins now, officially. Like before champs was played, and you guys won both of them through losers. Yeah. Like, did you see my point? Like, I feel like any time like that team like just didn't get their way after like a after like a winners round match or something in like in major four or stuff like i feel like they just like broke down and just got shit on and like yeah like I once they started losing like they just went down a rabbit hole it wasn't yeah. like they lost and they can bounce back from it like definitely looked tough for them to do yeah. that yeah and you don't need fake good vibes but you don't need shitty toxic environments all the time and i feel like that's well, they, like that was like their i feel like that was their just their end for the rest of the season like dude like i don't know i feel like that shit's never going to get you anywhere and like that's fixable, but I feel like that is like extremely overlooked because no matter how talented you are or no matter how good your team is, if your environment's going to be like shitty and just miserable to be all the time, like it's very rare that you get four players that can that can perform 100% in that kind of environment. It just like almost doesn't exist. And I feel like that yeah. is just going to fucking kill them. So I, I don't know. Like that team has a very good like foundation, in my opinion. I do think they can do pretty well next year but if they don't fix that aspect of them it, it will never it doesn't fucking matter like I don't yeah know. I, I just i know like there's an opposite side there right like the team that you guys were on back you guys have been on a couple of teams where like you like even you're down oh two it's like we this reverse whip is easy like we know we can beat these kids next three maps and you do it and it never seemed like vegas was that team to ever do it they only three owed a team once this year it was at this event like they just I think to your point, they just get they just get into this like mindset where it's just hypercritical on every mistake, and they're just not able to like compartmentalize things, and then just kind of keep that confidence rolling. And you listen to listeners, and people are like they're up a hundred, and people are annoyed. Yeah. Well, the thing it's is, like, like, it's like, I don't, like what's going on here? Go ahead. I feel like I feel like it wouldn't be bad if it was like only in practice where they would do that, like because obviously different players work different ways. So like if that's the way they learn, then I get it. But if they go into a match and they're like criticizing each other and like getting annoyed, like that's different. But like if they're just doing like doing that practice and then going in the match going hard as fuck and just wanting to win, that would be so much better than going in and kind of just doing the same thing. Yeah, but to to counteract your point on that or to counter your point on that, like they weren't learning much. They weren't doing good like all yeah. year. So like if that was technically the environment in practice, it wasn't fucking working. So like I don't but know. What I'm saying is like because like. They go into matches no, and I know still kind of have that yeah. mentality. Well, they could have they yeah. could have played a lot better throughout their matches if they did have. No, for sure. Like you can, hard, you, know? you can definitely afford to be toxic to each other or, or really hard on each other in practice, and then show up to the match to drop it all and be like, "All right, let's fucking try and let's let's do this," and then let's go back to yelling at each other after. But like, yeah, yeah no, I I get where you're coming from, but I I just think like, I don't know, I feel like getting on every day to scrim in that yeah. environment eventually gets like, I don't care who you are eventually gets tiring where it's like, nice. you know, like it's going to be another fucking day where I'm going to sit there and fucking people are going to bitch and moan or I'm going to bitch and moan myself, you know, whatever it is. It's like, I don't want to hear Like, I, I feel like that just gets very tiring and I don't think that's like a sustainable environment for an entire season. Yeah. Like maybe like, for one major, on not wanting to play. Like yeah. you don't want to play. Like, and then you don't, you and, don't and I feel like when you have that attitude, which is like almost impossible to avoid, you don't play at the best of your ability and you don't, you're not creative. You're not finessing things. Like, you know, like it's just, I think everything just spirals downhill. Like, I don't know. And I feel with how competitive yeah. this league is, I think that is just, there's no room for that anymore. 
And I feel that's like what that team needs to fix. That shit. Yeah, 100%. I want I want to ask you this, Chris, because there are some older players, many of whom are retired. I'm 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 agreeing with you, but I'm just trying to devil's advocate here because I want you to respond to this. Of like, well, back in the day on old complexity, we used to roast each other all the time. But at the end of the day, we still pulled up and smoked everybody. Like, what's your response to if someone said that about you don't just seem to be a vibe? You just named you just named Preston's point. Like complexity was a team that used to roast each other all the time. And first of all, first of all, complexity was not competing against the the competition this year. People were going to school and playing them like the competition back then. I can even attest to this because I was I was the competition back then. And I played all the way up until a couple of years ago. Like, I think the competition now not saying talent wise, you can make your arguments for talent or whatever, but like the fact of the matter is that it's a full-time career job now where back then I had a job and I was going to school, which most people were doing, but regardless of the competition to that also like what Preston said, they weren't being toxic to each other in matches. Those guys were going dumb hard to win those matches. Those guys are always going super, super hard and like going crazy and keeping that attitude. Like they never showed up to a match and just, Bro, if that complexity team lost a match, or if they lost a couple maps, or they went down 0-2, they never just rolled over and died. Because they were arguing with each other and bitching at each other and stuff like that. They usually made the reverse sweep and won the tournament somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah, your point to that is what Preston said. Those guys could have been super toxic to each other. I do think they were a rare team that actually did have like four people that could actually scream at each other and then, you know, put it all to the side. That's yeah. very rare. It's almost impossible to find. And even that, like, yeah, they were winning. And they also had a roster that was also incredibly talented to compare to the competition that they had. Like, I don't think that Vegas roster has the, the talent that they can just bully people, even if they're in a bad mood. See my point? So like, I just don't think, like, they're... That's like a very unfair comparison for that anyway. But regardless, oh, I, oh, I know it's unfair. Yeah. That's that's why listen, that's why I phrase it that way. I'm just like I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Because I agree yeah. with you. It's like I don't think they're doing but when I when I've talked this because this this conversation has come up a bunch. Like it came up it came up last year with the old New York team. Like they had a similar kind of problem. Like other teams in the past in the CDL have similar problems. And I agree with you, Chris. It's like did like if you run that environment, there's no trust. Mm-hmm. There's no trust. There's little accountability and you're not going to overperform, which is what you need to do to win tournaments. You need to be the best team and that attitude's not going to get you there. And I think it's why, you know, when they were like, Clay came on, I don't know if it was this or he was talking about the breakdown, but talking about how major four was like a weird environment for them because there's no crowd. They felt like they would yeah. practice and they couldn't be open with each other because there are all these teams around them. And then my response to that is like, it's like, it was a weird environment, but, I don't think that's a valid excuse because everybody had to deal with it. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, all, unlike the other teams just managed it, right? You guys were sitting there behind the fucking stage for 90% of the tournament. So like, you know, I, I just think going forward, look, I don't think the team was that bad at the end. They were actually a pretty good respawn team. Yeah. The search started to fall off a little, but like they grinded out game five series when they needed to, like they mm-hmm. had a win condition. If they had played the way they played at major five with the T eight, uh, I think they probably would have qualified for champs, but there were too many points during the season where they were just lost. And I'm very curious for Vegas to going forward because I know a number of people like Clay or free agents on the team. Like, are they going to try and run it back in some form? You know, look to make some upgrades because there's this is a much better Vegas slash Paris franchise than past years where they were just a non-factor all season. Like, they actually got in the mix this year. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm just curious what they, they have do a to improve on that. Yeah. 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 No. With all with all the with all the shit that I just gave them, like they did use the year to lay a very good foundation for that Vegas organization for like the first time I think ever in the CDL. Yeah. Like, and I think they could definitely make it better. But I just think in general with that team, if they really want to compete at a higher level i just think that environment is not something that you're going to deal like anyone could deal with for like six to seven months and want to like it's just it's just you're not going to play your best like it's a mindset switch like you have to just realize like you can't you're not going to win every single match you play like no one does so when you when you lose when you lose a map or two like you can't just like lose full and just throw it out the window like and just lose a series because of it like this is all mindset and Mm -hmm. i don't know they, they just have to realize that i guess yeah so i think they are in a better spot than they've ever been in their CDL organization history. I think they can still yeah. do very good and like figure it out from there. It depends on obviously who stays and who doesn't and stuff, but yeah, I just think like that will always hurt them if like yeah, you lose a map or two in a series and all of a sudden like, everyone's like arguing with each other. It's like, yo, like we could at least win the match and then figure it out from there, but like I don't know. It definitely seems odd. But we can move on to the Definitely definitely odd. I have one more team I want to talk oh, about. Okay. We I didn't want to talk about, so I did. We don't have time to talk about Toronto because I just don't think there's much else to say. But they got to go place against this event. They're one of the teams I think will be a factor at this one. But I don't want to have you guys give the same answer over and over and over for all the teams. <laughs> I want to talk about a team that I know you're going to have different answers about Florida. Actually, had, I think for Florida, a very good event, top six. You know, they were not qualify or not going to qualify for champs going in this event. So this was their champs. Um, and they've had a journey this year. They've been very, Mostly down, very little ups. And then they finally made a roster change with Vickle coming back in. Team Bratcap, Vickle, and uh, Fellow. And they were probably one of the better teams the last few weeks. Uh, I know that the Miami Heretics thing is potentially rooming with Florida or, or uh, uh, rooming with Florida and sort of the rebrand. Do you guys kind of feel bad that for, you know, maybe everybody on the team other than Vickle, this might be their. And with the franchise, if they're going to go to a full Spanish team, I'll start with you, Preston. Uh, wait, so they're going to pick a full Spanish team? Well, that's I mean, still I, we're in the block, yeah. Okay. I mean, well, to go back a little bit with Florida, uh, I mean, going into this event, like, they were looking so good. I'm not going to lie. Like, we, they scrimmed us, and they played us really well. And then I saw everyone talking about them, like, yo, they're playing good. So I was like, damn, it's not just against us. So honestly, like they're showing even when they got top six, I don't I think they're probably even better than that for this tournament. I'm not gonna lie. They just they just came out flat against us in Rocker, but um wait, so what was the question for the net for next year franchising? Yeah, so the rumor next year is that it's gonna probably be a full Spanish team. So like yeah. Vickle I Vickle play good enough that I think they probably run it back with him. Yeah. But with like guys like maybe a super coming in or Yako or Juan AK Journey. You know, guys like Fellow and Cap and Brack might be looking for a spot. So, like, yeah. as a player, just one of your perspective that as good as they looked at the end of the season, like, this may not be a, we'll make, like, two changes and go. Like, this might be a squad wipe, and those guys will be looking for new squads. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's super cool to see Vickle doing well, and I hope, uh, hope he lands on that squad. And I think the other three, I mean, they definitely have good chances to get on other teams. I mean, they came out at the end of the year, and we're doing their thing. No cap was fry and fellow. I've always seen fellow as a good player. His comms are insane. Um, and Brack was doing his thing. So, I mean, I can see all them landing on different spots. And it'll be honestly cool to see a full Spanish team come in and they actually do that. Yeah. I think the Spanish players got screwed over when the CDL got yeah, they made. Did. Because 
we started what from CW it was Black Ops Four to MW, and that's when Heretics yeah. were like a top six team, right? Yeah. And that was yeah. Heretics still had methods on their team at that point. And I don't think yeah, he was like the best player. Yeah, he wasn't the best player either. Like if they replaced him with someone a little bit better, like they could have been like a top four team. You know what I mean? So like that Heretics team kinda definitely got screwed over by the franchising. So it definitely sucks for some of the players on Florida that their run might come to an end with this organization because of the potential rebrand that you're talking about, if that happens. Yeah. But at the same time, like a lot of the Spanish players also got heavily screwed over earlier in the CDL. So like, I think it's cool to see them back, but with the other players that are getting kind of screwed, like Brack and fellow and all them, like if they do not find a team like within Florida and they have to go to other places, I think they did a good job showcasing their talent. That's and That's what we talked about last episode. I think a team that had no chance of making champs. I know they had a chance technically if they got first place, it probably wasn't going to happen. They were like, but like they were a bottom four team that probably had no chance of going to champs other than like a very slim one. And they showcased their talent. I don't think any other team did that. That was bottom four. To be honest. Like I, well, I big thing with them, the big thing with them too, just looking at from like the outside looking yeah. in is just like the mindset all those guys have on that team. I, yeah. I think it's pretty solid. Like they came in, wanted to showcase and just do their thing and show out. And I mean, like that just like, that just speaks volumes that rather than going into lot. it, just knowing knowing you're gonna, you're not gonna make champs, like you're just gonna go there and play, like fuck it, like we. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, yeah, that hundred percent. That, that's that's the that's what I think is like. That's so much harder to do than it's it's easy to sit here on the podcast and say like just show up and try your hardest because like you know you should and like like when you face adversity like be better like you know like, that's a lot harder to do. You know, easier said than done, obviously. But I think they did it, and I think they were the only team. In the bottom three, because the fourth, that fourth slot, everyone was fighting for their lives. So, like, I think that was a little different in that fourth slot. But out of the bottom three, LAG, London, and them, I think they're the only team that, like, showed up with a purpose. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. So, like, I, like I said, like, I've never heard any, like, bad things about those guys. Like, I feel like they're all, like, really good teammates to each other and, like, have yeah. a good mindset, like I said before. Yeah, so I think that shows a lot about those guys. And if they did anything for themselves, it might not fully lead to a spot next year you know, depending on how things kind of go. But I think Capital, Brack, and Fellow, I'm leaving Vickle out of this because if it's a Spanish-branded team, he might get picked up. But, like, I think those three showed a lot about themselves in the sense of, like, even when things are just, like, you know, super down bad, like, they still showed up and tried to, you know, actually play. So I think they did a good job with that. I was actually, it was super cool to see. And hopefully... That showcased enough to maybe get themselves on the team next year. It just really depends on how roster changes and shit go. Yeah, I mean, I I think like you know, um, I think Capital is always a very interesting prospect. Like he's got that takeover. Mm -hmm. We saw a series from him and maps from him this weekend or last weekend, where it's almost like old Capital on like Berlin Hardpoint, where he's just free flowing. Like he was on a fortress, just absolutely like. Just, just in flow stages, getting all these kills, and like you can see that top end capsule. But you know, oftentimes this season it's been the low end, and like he's still a top prospect. Someone like a Lamar can probably get the best of him. Breck has played better as of late, and I think he could be a very good player in the league. And Fellows had his moments too, and you know what leadership he brings. So I think all three of them have good cases outside of Vickle, um, who I think will probably stay on the org to like maybe get a yeah. CDL spot. But as we know, um. There's only limited spots. The league's not expanding. It seems yeah, like that's next the, season, that's the hard so. part about it. Is this that? Yeah. yeah. And so it's only 48, and it's going to be tough for all of those guys to find a team next season. So we'll see 
We'll see what happens. Uh, I think that's it on team stuff. Let's talk champs bracket. In the meantime, if you guys have questions he wants to cover after the bracket part, put them in my chat, Chris's chat, yeah. and we'll cover like a couple of them. But Chris, you want to pull up the bracket? We have a really cool one ahead of us for champs. I've seen a lot of talk about, um, as, as uh, I realize now with this overlay, we don't have a three box. We lost Preston, dude. He's gone. Goodbye. It's, it's, it's me. You know, we'll need to <laughs> fix that. But it's Chris. Yeah, right now? Nah, it's just a squeezed cam between the two of us. You and I are both bending the seam now. Oh, oh wait. I didn't even realize it. Yeah, you're hella screwed up. Hold up. I can fix that. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny, but. Could I make anyway, you guys, I mean, look, I'm going to make you guys smaller so you're both fully in. Yeah, there you go. Smaller <laughs> There's some real, there's some real quality production going on here, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I blame myself for that. Uh, but this is this is the bracket. Uh, you got Phase and Seattle on the top side, along with Toronto and Thieves. That's a spicy one. Um, where's round one? And the bottom side is Texas and Boston. I'll be Texas, and then obviously pressing your team going up against uh, Rocker on the bottom side of uh, the winners bracket. I've seen a lot of discussion about like. One side of the bracket being harder, but it always, and Chris, you probably agree, it always works itself out throughout the tournament. Like, I don't think any of that matters. You just kind of focus on the team in front of you, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You got to beat the best to be the best kind of thing. It's champs. doesn't matter who you play. Like, you have to beat them to get to the final, obviously, and go from there. If you're, if you're showing up to a tournament and you're expecting to win it or, you know, you want or wanting to win it, like... You, you, you got to beat anyone in front of you like you know because like realistically the way i i view it is like if you get a free like a quote-unquote free run to like a winner's final and then you're not good enough to win the tournament in any way and you get top three it's like cool i got third of champs you get some money and you'd be on your way but no one remembers that or cares about that obviously other than just getting some cash like i feel like you just got to beat whoever's in front of you and focus on whoever's in front of you and that's it and even if you fall into losers like you have your second chance to again beat who's in front of you and make it to the finals. Like Preston, we just talked about it. Like New York's won two majors this year through losers bracket. You know, like it doesn't fucking matter. And also, we've said this forever now. You don't really have a disadvantage making it to the finals from losers. Like it doesn't really matter. Like it's a fa like once you make it to that final, may the better team in that final win. You know what I mean? Like it's fair play. Yeah. Like you don't really like. There's no map advantage. There's really nothing. So it's like, yep. with that being said, like it kind of plays itself out because again you beat whoever's in front of you and make it to the final you make it to that final anyone could win so that's Chris, what are goes. your thoughts on Preston same on champs final not being a best of seven being a best of nine like all the previous years hey what What's best of champs seven? It, it, champs final is a best of best of nine yeah i believe okay do you, do you like that as opposed to the best of seven we've been having all year is there a winner's bracket advantage I don't know. I have no, no idea because so, the so, CBL that, handbook's not public, so I have no idea. Well, yeah, well, well, the fucking rules, <laughs> you'll never know. But I personally, I've, I've said this for four years now, and I will die on this hill alone. Winner's bracket should have an advantage, and they don't, and that's it. So, like, it could be a best of nine. I personally think a best of nine is better than a best of seven just because, like, you get more maps in there. You know what I mean? But, like, at the end of the day, like, best of seven works too. You know, you can win if you can't win four maps before you lose them, then you probably don't deserve to win the tournament. But like, I think just the winner's bracket advantage not being there is kind of silly. Like Preston, like when we didn't yeah, have the is. advantage in, in MW, like when we were down yeah. 01, like we deserved that. You know what I mean? We lost yep. the winner's finals. That was really important. That's what it was. I feel like 
that being taken away, I've said this for four years straight, I've been on the winner side of things and the loser side of things. So like, this is not a biased thing. Like I just think in general, winning, getting to a finals without losing and only losing that series and then losing is like silly. It's like there's well, no when you go through losers and you get to finals and you're like, there's no advantage. You're like, holy shit. Let's yeah, get it. You're, you're sitting there like, yo, let's get it. <laughs> you're, you're hot. You're, Preston, you're there is cruising. nothing worse than getting to a final and being like, well, damn, we got to beat these motherfuckers twice. It's in best yeah, of five. Remember? It's like, yo, five, we got to yep. beat this. Like, bro, like you have to beat them once and you're like, damn, I got to do it again. And then you have to do yep. a whole nother series. Like you had to win six maps and like you had to do that with like fresh vetoes and like a whole reset and like a, you know, like. I don't know. I feel like that yeah. has always been one of the biggest downfalls that. of the CDL. There's just that. I've always hated that. And I think they did it once correctly and they never did it again. So that's my, I will say this until they change it, but they would never will. But I think that's just really silly. But I think the best of nine yeah, is better than the best of seven to answer your initial question. Yeah. I think the problem, my problem with the BO7 this year, and I don't know if you guys agree, like now that we played mm -hmm. all of them, I don't like the three controls. There I think that's kind of why. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, not three controls. Um, <clears throat> there are. Uh, wait, no, there aren't. No, there's not. Wait, am I crazy? In the best, in the best seven. There's two controls, two hard points, and three searches. Two three controls. Okay, so that that was gonna get to my point. Sorry. Do you guys like? Um, do you like the two two three split? Like, do you like that? You know, we get to the the best of nine. It's it's not gonna be like you're gonna have way more hard points in the series. Do you like? Wait, you think that's crazy? You say way more, meaning one more? Yeah. Wait, so in the best of nine, what? Is, how many hard points? Is it going to be three, three, three? No, it'll be it'll, or it'll, three, be, it'll be three, three, two, two four. four. Yeah. Yeah. Three, two, four. So like an extra hard point, an extra search. search. Yeah. So my, my point to that is, that, like, I think this is more an issue because with the map pull and control, because we only have like three control maps. So it's like you yeah. play these deep series and like you don't have the variety it would be in hardpoint and cold war though too and vanguard oh, but 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 the i will say to counter that is i think the control well raid coming in definitely helped the control map pool because it was not great before that but i just think like the controls we've had this year have been okay i mean fortress coming out has helped i mean what do yeah, you guys think about expo so far the maps being good or bad doesn't yeah. change the map pool though you still had three last year too gavutu was asked last year so was berlin was like eh like, would you say that last year was worse than this year? Do you think this year's control map pool is better? Uh, I don't. I feel like control this year is fine. I don't know. What do you think, Preston? You play. Um, if it's better this year, or last year. Yeah. Yeah. I thought mm -hmm. Gavutu last year was ass, to be honest. Yeah, Gavutu. Yeah, no, Gavutu was terrible. No trophies. Yeah, too. I I would say this year, even though like we had Fortress for a while, but like with the Expo coming in, I th I definitely would say this year. Yeah, like I feel like Expo is a pretty good control map. Like I no, think it it's is. fine, and then like I think you could punish people on Expo, but you can also you could actually also... wait. Now that I think about it, we might have to bring back Fortress, bro. Well, you guys were nasty at Fortress. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to bring back Fortress. Holy. Yeah, but like, I, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it's fine. Like. It's been the same way with that. I think, personally speaking, the more respawns in a final, the better. Like, I know people love watching S&D, and a last, round, like a last map S&D grueler is always the best to watch for the entertainment value, so that will never get changed. But I truly think, like, a lot of the times, like, the better, like, it's like, I, I think, like, even, like, 
just being better at respawn is just like more consistent and you see like the better team that way. That's like when we won major two and like we we won like the searches like that and like we won like like I don't know. I feel like we like just need to be better. You know what I mean? That's just like I feel like that shit's like always like that. But I think yeah. like the searches like the, that is fine. I think the best of nine, I guess having a third hard point's good. Our control our control our control pool is fine to me. Like I think it's all good. I just think it comes down to the winner's bracket advantage personally. I agree. And I actually remember yeah. remember last year we only had two controls for half the year. Berlin didn't come in until the middle of the year. Yeah, it was the same thing. But like, yeah. yeah. Well, not the same thing as this year because we had a third Zero one, but four was like yeah. kind of like, eh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think, yeah, last year, dude, last year's controls were pretty rough, man. We had Tuscan <laughs> yeah. and you had Gavutu. And again, like, there was no trophy systems <laughs> last Gavutu year. It was insane. You couldn't even see people half the time. Yeah, you couldn't see people half the time. And like, <laughs> bro, the, the skill gap of Gavutu was literally who could hit a grenade in the tank. Oh, the B tank. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you, if, if you had good grenades, Wait, deadass. LA Thieves had the best grenades last year. Or, or they Chris. Were gross at that or, shit. On Gavitu defense, hoping the, like people didn't just give up the pinch and you guys just got fucked on defense going four dead because some guy flanked through the other point or just ran through a fucking. Well, I disagree with that considering okay. that was one of the most defensive side of maps of all time. Then that bet that was literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really offensive side of it. I'm saying the way you win offense is if someone's fucking up their defense strat. Some, some idiot's just flying the point and not picking Wait, up the deep what? route. No. Well, on Gavitu. You want an offense on. If you want an offense on Gavutu, it's because you had to fucking fry them. I I know, but I'm saying on defense, I agree with you, but I'm saying on defense, yeah. like, one of the easiest things you can do is be the person last off a of spawn and look fucking left or straight. But, like, we saw a number of teams blow fucking defenses as rare as they were because the win percentage on offense, I'll look it up right now, on that map was... was the lowest in CDL history. I think it was around, like, 20%. It was 19.8%. Yeah. Like a bunch of those were because someone would like go through middle map and be able to kill someone on radio because some guy wasn't looking left off of spawn. Yeah, but Ben, like, are you saying that a team that made a mistake defense. lost the round? Like, yeah, like no shit, Ben. I'm so confused right now. I'm not no, even trying. I'm I mean, not trying. I know I sound like such an asshole right now. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm, trying I'm, to be. I'm confused. I'm confused because we're arguing two different things. I don't. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm so here. confused. Like, yeah, I'm, if you I'm, played like I'm a dumbass, you lost. You're confused. I'm fucking confused. I'm I fucking faded? Mars. I What's happening? How we got here, bro? <laughs> I feel but like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Gavuchu yeah. sucked, bro. Uh, yeah. I have a couple of chat questions. I'll start with one, then Chris, you let me know if you have any. Uh, after this event, uh, you know, I think it's clear that probably the MVP race is down to one person on each of your guys' team. Like, uh, I think in my opinion, I think Hydra probably should be the regular season MVP. Like, curious what, Chris, I'll start with you. What, what do you think? Do you think it should be Tyler, someone so else. We're or talking Hydra. Tyler versus Hydra. Regular season. Yeah. Um, Tydra, Tyler. Uh, yeah. I mean, the way you look at it is two ways. You have Tyler, who's technically been way more consistent in the sense of just like the season placings and like that, like, you know, like that way. Yeah. But like Hydra, I think last, like last event too, I didn't see his st like stats like throughout the event. But every time I looked at like your guys' matches, Preston's and stuff, like he was playing pretty well, like when we weren't playing yeah. each other and like, he played really well in stage five online too. Like we were talking about so many times how he's just playing really good. Like I feel like Hydra obviously has two championships. He played fucking incredible stage five. And like, I think that's a really big argument to obviously getting it. Probably an argument enough to get it. Um, so it just depends on like how you view like, is it like through the consistency of the year or not? I feel like with Hydra, just 
doing obviously like winning that major five and doing that it kind of puts it more in his favor i just don't really know how you view it from that stuff but i mean hydra's been incredible all year so has tyler yeah so yeah that's what it all comes down to whether you go off of how many chips or yeah. the consistency through the year mm-hmm. like it's just yeah it's tough. It's gonna be an interesting. Ra- I don't. Mean, who even votes on MVP now? It's probably like I the casters. I don't know if y'all have votes, but it's gonna be interesting, and we'll see. I guess who gets the trophy. Uh, what they, they usually do that ceremony before, like I think matches on Thursday, right? At champs, what they've done the last couple of years. Um, something like that. You like go on the analyst desk or something, and yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, I don't know. I think I think they're. I mean, I think they're both like the MVP in their own right, to be honest. Like, obviously, for their team. And I think, again, it's just... at the Like, I mean, at the end of it, the way I view it is, like, regular season MVP is cool and all, and it's definitely a sick accolade to have. But, like, you know, champs is what matters now. And I think that's probably what they're both thinking. Like, I know for a fact yeah. Tyler yeah. wants to now be the champs MVP, if he could be, of course. Like, obviously, everyone wants to do that. Same thing for Hydra, I'm assuming, so... Yeah, it's like well, cool it's, to get, but then yeah, it's not it's like, like the end of the world if you don't get it. So it's I'm like, like fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like dope to get, and it's like awesome to get. It's such a cool accolade to like have, especially for your resume for the rest of your career. But like, I'm sure if you ask them both the same question right now, I'm sure they answer the same of like, I don't give a fuck. I want to win champs. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like you like, trade yeah. regular season MVP or winning champs. I think you take the that's not a champ stuff. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think with Tyler's already got a champs. Tyler's already got a chance of MP. He won in Colwar, right? So yeah, in Cold if War. he wanted again, that would be that would be a two P right there. Uh, do you have any questions in your chat, Chris? Because I got a couple in mine. You can go with yours, chat. I can see if my uh, so good. someone's asking. This has been a topical one the last few months. You know, we obviously discussed there's four teams from the league that didn't make it a chance because only eight make it in London, yep. LAG, Florida, and Vegas. Y'all think that maybe all twelve teams should make nope. champs? You think there should be some kind of plan? Well, Chris, I think it's clear what he thinks. Preston, we'll start with you. Um, probably not. I mean, with the way the format is now, no. I did like how it was like back in the day, though. Like when there was like thirty-two teams, but like obviously it's way different now going in the CDO, just because like you could play so many matches. Like I, I just like playing COD and like playing like a lot of COD at tournaments compared to now. Like you can go and play one match and be done. But yeah, I just think with the format and how many teams are in the league right now, this makes the most sense. Yeah, I agree with him. I don't think you deserve, if you can't get top eight for the regular season, I don't think you deserve to. I'll say one thing. I do think uh, there was like some crazy stat I saw before major five. I don't know if this changed Preston with you guys winning or not, Mm. but like there's only two teams this year that have positive points or something from like land matches. And it was like us and LA thieves. Everybody else like had more points online than they had online or something. It was was something crazy. And that's not calling anyone onliners or anything. That just shows you yeah. the format of this league. Like, online's way too important still. Like, yeah. I think online yeah. should be important. Like, you should have to go 5-0. and oh, Like, that like shit. But, like, if you get to that's a crazy. final in champs or you, you, or you get to a final or you, like, you know, you, you, you play well on land, like, that should matter more. Like, there's the, yeah. the points on land should matter more than the points online a little bit. Like, I think that the land, like, the way the format is isn't terrible. I think it could just get tweaked to be a little bit better. But if you can't get top eight from the regular season, you don't deserve to be there, plain and simple. Like, uh, I think struggling through the year, I also think it forces teams to have to make decisions of like, yo, we need to make champs. Do we make these roster changes now or never? You know, there's like a bunch of stuff that like it forces to you where like, if you could just suck all year and then maybe make a change, like a change, like 
I guess there's no fucking roster change moves anyway, so I guess you could just make a change right now. Imagine if you're a bottom 12 team and you could just fucking make a whole new roster going into the champs. Like, again, kind of bullshit. Like, obviously, you start in losers and it's not the best, but, like, I don't know. I just think if you can't get top eight, you don't deserve to be there. That's just how it works. I feel like that how, that's how it works in most sports and shit, too. Like, if you suck all year, you suck. Like, I don't know. Do you guys yeah. think it would be cool if they had playoffs still? Like, uh, you know how they had it in, like, World War Two? What? Like, had, what they, had, like, they had, like, playoffs, like, back then? Oh, yeah. Cool so, what, so what you're saying yeah. is this That'd is where I was going to be my follow-up question is, like, should they think about, and again, I know that I asked Adam Adamu, Toronto owner, about this, and he had some thoughts. Like, did they rethink it? And, like, you have this big CDL playoffs event, which is where we have the champs now, and then you have a champs after that, which is, like, more of a pro-am style. You bring in top teams from challengers globally, mm -hmm. and you have this big tournament. It's a little bit more of, like, a week celebration thing. Like, I would love it. I could see why some of the owners and I asked Adam about it and why they're not down. But I think that'd be to Preston's point. Like you would sort of get the best of both worlds, kind of. Wait. So you're saying like just like so the, like playoffs would be like what champs is now. Like it's the top eight teams. Yeah. They play the the bracket, and then you have like a final event of the season that's all twelve CDL teams, and I don't know twelve challengers teams. It's a twenty four team tournament. But I'm just making up numbers. Uh huh. And you're just like, and then that's, yeah. which, which one's considered the champs? I don't know. But I, I don't, I don't know. Which, if which, not, say like, I think, I think, issue, right? not really. I think if you suck all year and you don't qualify, like, why do you deserve to play at the world championship tournament? Like, no, I, yeah, I like, agree what? with that. I, I was just saying in general, like to have like a playoffs or like another tournament, like a big tournament, like besides just champs in the five tournaments that we have. Cause I remember yeah. just back then, like having playoffs was sick. Like, yeah, I don't playoffs know. Was I was cool. just, no, even in Black Ops Four, we had like the Miami playoffs, right? It was Miami and then Champs. It was, it was yeah, yeah. Like, I think I I think the playoffs and stuff are cool too. Like maybe you do like the playoffs or something where like you let people in. Like I don't know. The 12, the all yeah, 12 maybe teams like there. yeah, maybe like with some cool players. Weird, say, I don't know. Like uh, the only thing I guess that could be a little bit different. I mean, this would be hard to do too. Is like I did think Major One having pool play with some of the challengers teams and stuff was pretty cool. Like, in the yeah. sense of just, like, adding, like, four extra teams and, like, having pool play in more matches so you don't just show up, play once, and get fucking out of there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That 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 does kind of suck. So I, I definitely agree with Preston. It does suck sometimes just, like, showing up once if you had a bad online stage and all of a sudden you're just out of the tournament. So, like, yeah. maybe, like, do some, like, play-ins like that where, like, amateur teams can showcase their talent consistently through the year. Like, I know that kind of comes into question of, like, well, organizations aren't paying this crazy fee to be in the league and they're still getting to play in our tournaments. That's kind of BS. So like, I, I'm sure like there's a bunch of shit behind the scenes with that, but like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the whole point of a season is to be forced with making decisions, being good, not giving up, figuring stuff out, like et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like if you could just suck all year and just get a free spot to have like one chance, like, I don't know. And all realistically starting top 12 instead of starting top eight and the losers is like, what? That's like, one one match difference of a losers run like Preston you guys lost round one at this event and if this was a 12 team tournament that would have been the same thing if you starting in losers round one like you did yeah you know what I mean and like yep. you won the tournament so it's like it doesn't really you know what I mean like it's not that much of a run is my point like it's impressive I'm not saying I'm not taking it away from you that shit's fucking crazy but I'm saying like yeah. you can it's very doable is my point and I feel like that's like not a harsh enough start like I don't know so yeah, I yeah, I think uh, 
to kind of circle back, like among all these issues, like the online portions kind of throwing things off here. Yeah, Troy says um, only two matches, by the way. Yeah, two extra matches. Yeah, that, that's not like the end of the world. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. I just to, yeah. The, the, the fact that you got to play, like with these 22 online matches that you can max get 220 points from is, is tough. And I think it's not like we'd all love a land league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think dope. we've discussed <laughs> at length as to the difficulties there. And I would love for someone on the league side and the ownership to kind of figure it out. Um, but I do think at minimum, they need to rethink the point structure for next year because um like i'll i'll give you an argument a team like boston has gotten a lot of team a lot of points online they've had two decent land performances and the rest have been pretty poor and so like in that balanced world they probably would have not made champs seattle would have had a hard time with their performances making champs i think it would stress that more higher energy that that land that real like strong yeah. gameplay over just you know online cheese soundy especially live in the soundy q era now like she's there um wait so you said only two teams have more points on land than online so before major five apparently i saw some bullshit someone sent it to me I'll find a tweet. yeah where the only two teams this year preston who have gotten more points on land than they have online was us and la thieves Everybody else were technically better at getting points online, obviously online. more opportunity and it being there. Yeah. And like that just shows you the format's a little off in my opinion. Because Yeah, the points should be like doubled on land, if anything. And that goes with you Something. guys. You guys won a fucking event and you guys yeah. still had more points than you had online. I know you had some struggles <laughs> with like with the, the one the flight thing and you didn't have a good major, but like yeah. still Chris. I think like if you guys win an event, I feel like that should solidify you guys almost like to- guarantee what to clarify, because I found the updated tweet after this land, four teams actually got more points on land than they did online. This is after the event because New York, the New York phase. You had you guys had 150 online, 235 on land. It's pretty good split. Uh-huh. New York had had 150 online, 170 on land. Toronto 140 online, 165 on land. LA Thieves 120 online, 165 uh, on land. That's everybody that was positive. Rocker ended up 110 even on both sides of it and everybody else uh was uh negative yeah that's as far crazy. as the as far, and yeah and that's that's only the 18s qualifying for champs i need to i don't know what the game was and even new york split for. is crazier because they won two majors yeah like that's my yeah. that's my point i feel like new york should be like high and above almost everybody for the most part like well, i know was it wasn't it, didn't lag win a tournament and not make champs is that last what it was last year yeah last, last year. year yeah which is pretty crazy. Granted, they, they had, I mean, they, year, they, I would say they, they sucked. Stage, yeah, they, they, they sucked outside of every stage yeah. other than that online and land for the most part. But still, yeah. like, yeah, like, I, I think there should just be more. It's more or less not for the teams that are winning, Preston, I would say. I feel like it's for, just for the more of the teams that are getting, like, top six. Like, here, here's a great example, Chris. Boston had 140 points online and mm-hmm. 50 on land this season. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of crazy. And like, that's my thing. And I normally I'm a huge like you guys both know this knowing me like online to on land isn't that much different in the sense of like, if you're a good team, you should just be able to show up and be a good team. But I will say this year is probably the one year oh, yeah. I don't fully agree with my statement because of the sound EQ and sound all that other EQ. shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it is just a whole you're playing a different game. Like I, I watch players. I watch players play this game online and like literally crouch in a corner and hold one angle and sound whore the back angle because like 
Oh, it's so it, it will because it, it will work. You don't do that. That shit doesn't work on land. That shit doesn't yeah, work. I on watched land. Caesar like, full sprinting on land, on land, like just oh, like, yeah. no daddy popped, and the guy didn't hear him. I was like, holy shit, this is insane. Oh, dude, <laughs> like, it's it, I, I make comments all the time in the dugout when I'm watching. I'm like, wow, this guy would have no chance making this play if this was. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so funny oh, yeah. and like, so yeah, it's, like uh... it's just a different world with the sound EQ. And I think like this year with it, the sound EQ being so devastating online, like, although I still think it could have been better, but like. Yeah. yeah, like, I think it's just, yeah, I don't think you should be getting that much points. It's it's more for what, Ben, you kind of just said and what I was saying to Preston. It's, like, it's for the teams that are getting, like, top six consistently and top eight that should be getting a little bit more points from those placings than a team that goes 5-0. and oh. Say if you go 4-1 and one or 5-0, and oh, but then you get, like, 12. Like, that's yeah. not a terrible split. But, like, that shouldn't be that good of a split. You see my point? Like... You know what I mean? And obviously, yeah, I, like, I you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's just dumb. Compared to if you go, like, two and three online, and then you go to major, you well, yeah, like yeah, or if you, yeah, exactly. Or if you go, like, three and two, and then, like, you go three and two, and then you got top six, like, that should be a pretty good split. Like, I don't know. I, the numbers from land to online just need to be buffed a little bit on land. That's all it is. Yeah. It, it's, it's, t I really, maybe it's an off-season conversation, because it's, like, there's that, there's the, the fact what, so there's, there's, 12 teams in CDL, you have 22 matches this year because you played four for Major 1, five next four. There's 11 other teams in the CDL, so there's an unbalanced schedule because I assume online you guys played every team twice and then you had two matchups against mm -hmm. someone. So there's a schedule difficulty thing there that's not being factored into. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of solutions you can do, but I think, especially if the league is not going to step in on the sound EQ thing, which sucks and i really hope the players and coaches figure something out like we need to devalue online performance next year because it's two different games and yeah. i don't see it changing the rumors that we're getting a new game it's the same engine or the same sound eq problem like it's gonna suck yeah the sound eq is still gonna be there <laughs> yeah no yeah, so. unless I, they can somehow like take it off I online don't think us. it should be allowed and like I, I i still firmly believe that if you just made it a rule that if you're caught using it, like, there's a serious consequence, and, like, you know, you did some random testing, like, tests here and there or some shit, and, like, like anything, like, I feel like I know how that works because there's so many ways around that where you can, like, cheat pretty easily at that point, you know? Yeah. But, like, dude, I don't know. Like, Preston, you play the game way more than I do at that level. I mean, bro, like, like it, if, if it, you... It literally it, looks different. Like, from a coach's yeah. perspective, I'm watching people like, when my team's scrimming, and I'm like, holy shit, this guy's actually holding this cut by just, like, listening for one side of this cut and i'm like that's ridiculous like <laughs> yeah it's insane no i i do think if they did make it a rule and said like like if you do use it then there's like penalties to it like you get forfeited or something even worse maybe like i don't think many people would actually use i it. would and, say 99 like, percent stop yeah and just if you just randomly did ra like random checks like just once in a while like people are gonna be scared to use it yeah and like i think that's enough to like at least have the integrity of that better but i will say one thing even without sound EQ, the sound in this game is insane online. Oh yeah, it's just because yeah, you yeah, have a nuts. you have a headset in a quiet room and it's blaring and you can hear everything. Like yeah. where like the environment of a of a main stage match with the earbuds and like vibration and the white noise and people screaming and everything else, like it's just like a whole different environment. So I just think, to be honest, this game's sound is just ridiculous to start with, and you know the developer support's never going to be there, so it's just like tough. But like. Yeah, I just don't think with how things are playing out, it looks like in the future we're probably not going to be able to do much about it, that we should be valuing online as much. 
and that usually goes against everything that I normally say about it, but I yeah. do, well, I do this think... next year we have Dead Silence. That's what I mean. Like, or yeah, we can just hopefully. get a game that fucking works. But that's a whole di- that's a whole different. <laughs> Chris, thing. I would I would take it farther. I would say that the best way to in- actually enforce this is the random checks and coaches be a part of the process in verifying that their their players on their team are not using sound EQ. And if they get busted, not only are the players punished, the coaching staff get suspended. Okay, too. that was a thing. I feel like a coach yeah. can just easily be on the side of the team and just be like, "Oh shit!" Like I didn't know he was using it. Yeah. yeah. So but the, if they, they get if they, they get yeah, punished too, then too. yeah. I, well, yeah. I could tell you if I if I could get in trouble for someone using it on my, I'd be going through their PCs like turn that shit off right now because I'm not getting fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so yeah. Like I guess like if the coaching staff or something is also involved in the sense like if one of your players gets caught using it, like not only does that player get in trouble, like you get fined X amount or whatever, like then yeah, maybe. But I I think that alone would just be enough of like what Preston said where like I know most of the COD players bro they're not gonna try and like it would just be you dumb too much on the line. bro that's what I'm saying line, why, like... like why would you why would you choose to first of all just be better online and suck on land first of all it doesn't even help you in the long run like you're still gonna suck if they devalue yeah. online a little bit more then it's definitely not worth it and then on top of that like yeah why are you gonna risk your career to hear a fucking footstep just learn how to play the game and not suck like I don't know. I I feel like that would just be so much more than enough to like put an end to this whole thing. But like, yeah, I also I know mean, there's they, like they mixed games that. that you can use that are like pretty fucking crazy too. With like you know messing with audio channels. I don't know. Yeah. I just wish Listen, we could plug into an Xbox 360 and turn my sensitivity to three and play. <laughs> yeah, you know? like down. Jesus, dude. With a couple like two attachments, bro. Yeah, like give you like an attachment or two and and, and <laughs> my sensitivity and some dead silence and let me run around. Like holy shit. Listen, all I'm saying is we got supposedly a lot of time from rumors on the street we got a lot of time until the next event like there's plenty of time for the league to yeah workshop and figure this out because i think the sound eq thing is like a massive massive issue and you know we we've been there's a lot of things the league's done well i think washing their hands to an extent that this sound eq thing online has been a mistake this season and they need to they can like obviously it sounds like there's some momentum amongst the players and coaches to figure this out but the, there's a very easy fix for the league to step in here and be like it's not allowed. You guys want to do if you get caught. Here's how we're going to enforce it. And then I think that's going to be enough to scare people to not do it. And if they do it and they get caught, well, the penalties are going to be pretty severe. And you're only hurting yourself when you get to land. Yeah. Which I, is where you make your money, where you make your accolades, where you raise your stock. Like, who cares? What, what, what do you think the penalty should be if they did do that? Suspended for the event. Uh, I think. Yeah, sus- low key, because then people wouldn't do it. That's what I mean. I I think I think it's I think it's zero. I don't even think it's three strike. I think it's zero tolerance. That's it's, what I mean. Yeah, it's suspension and po- and and points removal. Like, like I think that would scare people enough not to do it. Yeah, and that's what I mean. And like, removal too, yeah. it would be uh, your player gets suspended for the event. Whoever gets caught, and the 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 coach would take an X amount of dollars of fine, whatever. But like. Like yeah, like then there would just be no world where that yeah, was. There's no way people. I'd be flying to it. Atlanta, double checking their PCs myself. You know what I mean? Like, hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like yeah, like I, I don't know. And like even if it's CDL points, it's just not worth it. And I feel like that would just be so much better in that sense. I don't know. There's just so many different things that they could do. Because I yeah. feel like a lot of rules. When we talked about this earlier in the season, I feel like a lot of rules and a lot of things in life can be broken very easily you know what i mean but there's a consequence like so it's the same stuff with this because like i think a big argument with the cdl of like why they it's like hard for them to do this is like there's so many ways around it where you can just like before the random league pc check they could just turn it off and like i get that but like 
with the threat of just getting caught, you can get suspended for a major, is there in your head. I just feel like most people are not stupid enough to do that. And, like, I think that's all that really matters. So I hope next year we get dead silence. But on top of that, I hope we get loudness EQ too. So I can, like, just, like, figure it out because I do think that's kind of corny just for just how it plays well, out. yeah. Chris, maybe off-season content idea is we get like a bunch of people on here, and we make a rec we make we sit here, we take some notes, make some recommendations to the league, and we see how it goes. And there's our off-season episodes of Scrap Time, well, which WrestleMania ends. I'm gonna be annoying about this one, but I feel like the recommendations of the winners bracket format still have yet to change too, and those recommendations have been made. So <laughs> I'm getting tired of making recommendations. <laughs> Listen, but you got to keep trying because eventually they'll listen to us, Chris, surely, right? I know. I mean, dude, I'm, listen, I, I think the league does a very good job. I know I can be harsh sometimes. I think the CDL does a very good job with a lot of the stuff they do. And I understand that, like, a lot of the stuff they do is a lot more complicated than it seems to the public and even to me. So I'm like, I can sound like a fucking douche sometimes. I get it. But I also do think, like, some of the recommendations just seem so easy. Yeah, we just. Yeah. Want, I mean, at the end of the day, you just want the best. For yeah, the that's league. what I mean. Like, it comes from the. So yeah, it's like, it's, it's comes from a place where, like, I don't know. I feel like it's just like kind of simple, but low key, a lot of stuff that be simple just never changes. I don't know. Yeah, I think. Well, I think that's a perfect place to end this episode. Are you doing the yeah. outro, or am I doing the outro? I can do the outro. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, dude, Preston, thank you for coming on. You're always welcome to come on any episode you'd like. I know you're going to be obviously grinding your ass off for champs, so. I'm yes, assuming sir. that I probably we're probably going to be hard to get any of the players just for this like next week and a half or two, just because I'm assuming yeah. everyone's going to be focused in. But congratulations on the chip. You know that there's you know Thank if, you, one if there's one person in the league that's not gonna if, if it's not gonna be my team, I love watching you win. You're a fucking beast, dude. So very happy that you guys played it. well. I'm very happy that you guys won some chips, especially after last year too, bro. You're back. You know you're back on fucking track here, dude. I'm back here. Yeah, just back like where you fucking belong, you. dude. Just where you belong. <laughs> but seriously, dude, congratulations to you and the rest of the guys. I know some of the New York guys are in here. I think Troy's still in yeah, here somewhere. It, Troy's yeah. Troy's been yeah, guys just good games to you guys too, yeah. man. That was a, that was a gruel of a series. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a crazy one. Yeah, Troy's been chatting about my chat, so I don't know if he's still here, but yeah. Congrats on that. And then everybody else that's obviously watched from all the chats and stuff, we appreciate you guys. We've been getting a lot of love on YouTube and all that stuff. So keep it coming. I do appreciate every single one of you guys that watch this and uh, show us love. Ben, you're the best host of all time. Thanks for leading this uh, episode as you always <laughs> Thank do. Thank you. When... you know, we, give you, we give you some shit sometimes, but we love you. Some. And, no, okay. So yeah, sometimes you want it more, Ben. I Listen. I, <laughs> yeah, he I, wants it, bro. Bro, Preston knows this because we have so much history. Oh. As much shit as we give you on this show, chat, you guys have no idea what he'd be uh, saying sometimes the behind the dude. dude. <laughs> no, it's not. Don't say back in the day, these two. Don't say this because this guy says Pretty some of the most out of pocket shit. Of, oh, dude, I'm not even going to get started. You know, we'll leave it for another day. But seriously, <laughs> the, love on the, the love on the show on YouTube has been incredible. Uh, obviously, if you want to watch this uh, on any of the audio sources or anything, it'll be in the description in the uh, video channel too. What is that link called? Ben, I ask this every episode. Our, our audio link? Yeah. Anchor.fm slash scrap time. Yes. The, the links are going to be changing yeah. soon because like they will Anchor got bought by Spotify or some bullshit, but okay. that link at least works right now. Yeah, so that works for now. So it'll be in the description on the YouTube video. We appreciate you guys obviously showing so much love and we will be back next week for another episode of talk about more of the video who gay is going on. Love you guys and I hope you guys all have love a great you day. All. Peace.